0: Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find the Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty.
1: Hey, yo man. How the heck are you? It is the Monty Show live on your telephone. A pleasure to be with you, as usual. We are presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. I say it every single day on a beautiful day like this across most of this great country of ours. Motorcycle accidents, bicycle accidents, you just see that, did you see in the great state of Utah that bicycle fatalities are already way up? If you, your friends, your daughters, your sons, your sisters, your brothers, You've been in a bicycle accident, make sure you get to TheAdvocates.com. You can chat with an attorney live online for free 24-7 because they never charge you until they win your case. You don't pay The Advocates until they win your case. Chat with an attorney live online right now at TheAdvocates.com. Ah, yes, another day, another. When does the misinformation cycle in the Pac-12 stop? I think that's a very interesting question, young Jacob. Uh huh. Um, oh, you do speak. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, I'm curious when the misinformation train stops with the Pac 12 because it was amazing watching the meltdown over the oh my God, ESPN's out on the Pac 12. Now what? When there's no evidence, no evidence whatsoever that ESPN is out on the pac-12 mm-hmm. there's no evidence of that on any level from anybody nobody has said nobody with knowledge has said oh well espn's 100 percent." nobody said that yet you get all of these talking heads that are like oh yeah espn's out it's over like how much misinformation do you think is out there?
0: Yeah, I think there's plenty out there. I think that people like to hate on the Pac-12. I think that people like to hate on 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 shows that give strong opinions that are backed up by facts. And I think that that it's not a hard conversation to have. It's not like the the idea of what ESPN is doing with the Pac-12 to me is very straightforward right like we talked all about this 90 million dollar number you know we've talked all about how the pac-12 doesn't have value so espn's not going to pay for something on a tier one level uh you know that isn't all that valuable to them they're not going to sit here and pay a bunch of extra money when they don't need to and and i think that concept is what people just have trouble with and i think and it goes both ways a lot of people say oh well the pac-12 is some terrible conference it's not a terrible conference. I agree that it's mismanaged and not run well, but that doesn't mean that you don't have valuable brands inside of your conference that can be productive, provided that you allow people to do their jobs. On the other hand, that also doesn't mean that ESPN is 100% out on the Pac-12. They're just not going to pay extra or go above and beyond or do more than they need to to get your content on their platform, because you haven't done much winning lately. And by the way, you're not one of the most relevant conferences in the country. So that's why I say, yeah, there is a lot of misinformation out there, but I feel like the misinformation is just opinion based. It comes from people who just want to hate on the PAC 12 or want to hate on the big 12, or want to hate on the big 10, frankly, you know the ACC conversation really I felt like showed out on this on this part of the conversation when people saying that oh the ACC has all these great brands and yeah they do play football and but they're the best basketball conference ever and it's like well no actually they're not they've got a couple of brands but the Big 12 is the best conference in the land for uh, for basketball and they're not half bad in football so that's why I say I think a lot of people with this tv deal situation especially after the big 10 stuff happened yesterday just want to go out and they want to speculate and i think you just have to understand that the only thing that i i think makes us different is we have a track record we've said a lot of things that have come true we've been on the espn 90 million dollar train for i mean i I think like six months now long time like we've been on some of these points for a long time this isn't new information so so I say, don't be surprised by the haters, man. They're out there in in full
1: full bloom. Yeah, and I I just think that everybody's got an agenda, and it's something that is quite frustrating about situations like this. Because I can only tell you, every day on this show, go back and look at our track record. Go back and look at what we've reported, and we've told you repeatedly: ESPN and the Pac-12 have a current, previous, and going to have into the future a working relationship how long into the future what does that working relationship look like yeah that's up in the air i don't think most of us have a grasp on that but what i can tell you is this idea that there's no communication going on like that's simply not true we told you a month ago hey they they got back together they have been talking And all of a sudden, what do we get? Hey, as we told you first on the show, ESPN and the Pac-12 are talking about doing on-field hot mics and coaches interviews in the tunnel, a lot of the locker room, cameras in the locker room, like all of this extra stuff for this coming season. But yet they're not talking, everybody's reporting. The truth about ESPN and the Pac-12 is nothing has changed. Nothing has changed for the better part of a year. Nothing has changed since ESPN suggested the Pac-12 and the Big 12 merge or have talks about merging. Pac-12 said no, nothing's changed, right? You go back to, hey, listen, ESPN and Fox had an exclusive negotiating window. No deal was ever getting done in that window. That was not even a possibility because there were no real talks of substance during that exclusive window. As we told you on the show, I just don't understand why people are looking for something that's not there. ESPN and the Pac-12 have a fine relationship. Is it the relationship that the Pac-12 wants? No, I think the Pac-12 would love it if ESPN had stepped up to the plate with a $400 million offer which is never going to happen. Thanks. But that doesn't mean that they don't have a relationship. That doesn't mean that they're not working together. All this means is that ESPN, according to our sources, is willing to offer $90 million a year for five years, period. Not $90 million in a penny, $90 million, period. That's it. They haven't moved off of that for well over six months now. We are on May 23rd here on the show. They're offered to the PAC-12 has not changed this calendar year. It has not. And I don't believe that it is going to. And I don't know, is Pac-12 programming going to be on ESPN? My guess is it will be in one form or fashion. And maybe ESPN, as I said yesterday on the show, we heard, hey, maybe ESPN is just the streaming partner for the Pac-12 and ESPN Plus is the online home for Pac-12 athletics. Hey, that's absolutely a possibility. But under no circumstance is ESPN in my, my, uh, in my work and my sourcing going to surpass $90 million. And I don't think that means that there's some nefarious falling out. It's a business discussion. It's not personal. That's all it is. And frankly, without USC and UCLA, there's no reason for them to pay more. And it's what we reported for six months. ESPN is not going to negotiate against itself. Why would they do that? Yeah, they wouldn't. Yet you have all of these people putting out all of these con- all of this content and I get it it's a lot of the Big 12 folks and a lot of the the Big 12 voices who want to have doom and gloom on the Pac-12 which largely I think exists if we're being honest about yeah, it. I yeah. don't think there's a lot to look forward to in the Pac-12 as far as the TV deal goes. But the, the idea that ESPN and the Pac-12 have some fractured relationship is, is just not based in reality because it's not true.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, a lot of people want to want to say, hey, like, you know, like there was this whole conversation and, and it's very reminiscent of this ESPN thing where people are obsessing on... Hey, well, you know, a fan of this school, Utah fan or Washington fan or this fan or that fan right. wants to talk a bunch of junk about, you know, the Big 12 in this case. And now all of a sudden, because the fans of an institution are talking junk about another conference, all of a sudden you're telling me that Brett Yormark isn't interested in, you know, an Oregon State or, or this or that. Like, Like, that's the perfect example. Fans don't matter in this conversation, man. ESPN doesn't give a damn what your opinion is about this or about that and and that's just the reality of it just the same way that espn uh mr bob Iger, mr head honchos there don't care what we have to say right but the fact is is that is that there are conversations being had and espn has stood firm so that's why i think when you're on on twitter or you're on you know, these message boards or you're on these different places, like we get, I, I, it must be, it, I mean, it must be like five, between five and 10 DMs on any given day, right? It ranges, whatever. But on any given day, multiple people DM us and they're like, hey man, like, you know, did you hear this? Or did you hear that? Or this rumor or that rumor? And it's like, man, there's so many rumors out there. And I think that you have to stay true to the logic in the conversation. I which agree. is... Hey, again, why would ESPN pay more for the Pac 12? Well, they wouldn't. Pretty much straightforward, right? Hey, Brett Yormark has openly talked about at Big 12, at the Big 12 basketball tournament, basically every opportunity he's had to talk about it in the media, that he wants to monetize basketball. Hey, I wanna monetize basketball. I wanna make money on our basketball uh, events, and I wanna make money on basketball brands themselves. So, We're going to go to New York. We're going to go to Mexico. We're potentially not yet announced, but we're going to look at overseas stuff depending on what opportunities we get. Like, again, think about it logically. That makes a lot of sense. Why does he want the Pacific time zone? Because he can make more money. Why does the Big Ten want the Pacific time zone? Because they want to make more money. So again, you just have to be logical about these conversations.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think a couple of the things that come to mind when I hear you say that, like, You look at the business acumen that's going on in the Big 12 right now and you compare that. And I know that Pac-12 fans tell us that we are fans of the Big 12 and Big 12 fans tell us we're Pac-12 homers. We get it. (laughs) But the reality is when you compare business models and business acumen and operations, the the scariest thing if you're a Pac-12 fan with these ESPN reports is the only sliver of truth here is Pac-12 doesn't really have anywhere else to go because I maintain and I, I doubled my my efforts on the CW overnight and in speaking the conference sources, the CW is not close to a deal with, with the Pac-12, not one that makes a lot of sense. And I, I just don't think that, that the Pac-12 has a lot of other options. And... Again, I implore you to understand what the facts are, because I want to talk about this Washington State situation. Mm -hmm. We broke a story yesterday around 5.30 on this show that Washington State had a staff uprising, and it it has to be five or six people DMing us this this story. And it started about 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon. And, hey, people are really pissed at Washington State. Um, You know, President Schultz left town and didn't leave anybody, you know, with with any closure. There were some people who were upset about the finances of the athletic department at Washington State. And there is a view at Washington State that there was I don't know what's the right way to say it, that there was a blank check being given at at Washington State. Uh huh. I don't know that I I would say that that is is accurate or that's exactly what had happened. But from what our sources, and we talked to a lot of people yesterday at Washington State, our sources confirmed to us that department heads went to pretty much everyone's office yesterday from the, the Pullman campus, like they went everywhere trying to get President Schultz on the phone, and he refused to take phone calls by some sourcing. They were going to either have a protest or a sit in at his office until he returned or until he got on a phone. And late in the afternoon yesterday, apparently he did that and issued a statement that instituted a spending freeze at Washington State where no no spending at all, no hiring, no extra spending, nothing can be done until a full internal audit of the athletic department's budget and spending is completed. And recently the budget was approved by the state for Washington state facilities and athletics. And it really tweaked a lot of people because you're looking at a situation and this is where it comes back to the Pac-12. You're looking at a situation where every one of these 10 members, and really it's all 12 members, including USC and UCLA, are going to have to refund Comcast $50 million. It's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. And on top of that, you're not making much money on your your media rights. They're struggling at Washington State, and they are no different than Cal. They are no different than Oregon State. A lot of the smaller budgets and athletic departments in this conference are struggling financially. And it came to a boiling point yesterday at Washington State. And I think there are a a lot of loud voices at Washington State on all of their campuses that would like to see President Schultz get fired. And they are openly talking about it. I don't know that I've seen his seat any hotter than it is right now. And a lot of it is I think he brought himself a much higher profile by talking about the PAC 12 media rights deal, Yeah, which again, goes back to what Jake and I have talked about on this show for months and months, I don't understand why these guys continue to talk to the media. I don't understand why they continue to give interviews to the newspapers in at their schools and why they're talking to like president Schultz at Washington state did a Zoom call with the Board of Regents and had somebody ask him a question about the Pac-12 media rights deal. I don't understand what good is coming from that because all it's doing is putting more focus on the financial pressure that a tiny athletic department like Washington State is already feeling. And so when we talk about, hey, where's this school going and where's that school going? Maybe ask yourself, where in the world is Washington State gonna end up? Because Washington State, from our sourcing, is not a candidate to go to the Big 12. uh They are not. They are a candidate to go to the Mountain West. And if they do that, they're going to take an even larger pay cut. And again, I go back to this conversation about the validity, the, the, the ability of schools like Washington State to sign a grant of rights on any level. Because all it does is limit their income. That's all it's doing. And when we've talked about the CW and we've talked about ION TV, there's a lot of these presidents and athletic directors who wouldn't mind seeing grants of rights go away. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know who you can point to on this? BYU. Because BYU kind of laid down a, a blueprint for how to succeed as an independent, which is to say somebody that doesn't have a grant of rights who has a one-on-one direct relationship with, in BYU's case, ESPN. And what did BYU do? They leverage their in-house assets, BYU TV, YouTube, social media, things like Instagram and TikTok. They leverage those platforms to create revenue streams. And these athletic departments that refuse to do that, a la Washington State, who doesn't embrace Instagram, who doesn't embrace YouTube. The, the idea that athletic businesses in this country in this day and age can, will not, do not, would not embrace the video culture and the video revenue stream, especially when you're looking at what ESPN is doing, completely relaying the groundwork of how fans consume content, you're out of your mind. And so you look at what's going on at a school like Washington State, do not think that this is the only place where this is happening now and is gonna happen in the future. Academics don't give a shit about athletics. They don't care. They want their academic money. And you look at Washington State and you look at the the people that went and protested and got loud over the last 10 days and specifically yesterday at Washington State. It wasn't coaches. It wasn't athletic trainers. It was department heads. It was professors and it was academics who got loud about the money that was being handed out to the football department in specific, I was told. And we were the first ones to tweet that internal memo from Washington State, it's on my Twitter feed, if you wanna go and read it. But I'm telling you right now, this is not the first, Jake, and in my opinion, this is not going to be the last athletic department that's gonna go through this kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and I think at some point, you know, college, college institutions and even, even professional teams Uh, need to embrace video content creation i I, I mean again it's very simple like fans will pay for a certain level of experience so if you bring them into a locker room if you bring them into a huddle if you bring them places where they can't be in the stands or at home on the couch watching it on tv if you bring them into those more intimate settings so that they can understand you know, hey, you know, like Full Swing with Brooks Kepka or like any of these, like F1 Drive to Survive, or like any of these opportunities that, you know, you've seen take place. If you give the fans that experience, they will pay you and they will pay you a lot of money. The problem is, is it takes people having vision. And most people right now don't have the vision to utilize video content creation in their systems and in their culture to make money so when you're 70 million some odd dollars in the hole and when you're not making money and when people are hanging out in your office waiting from you waiting for you to get back or that's to get right. on the phone you then wonder why hey why did this happen well it happened because you're not profitable because you're not doing enough to create additional revenue streams outside of a a a a a, a deal that's as old as you know dirt in grant of rights it's a dumb setup it's old it doesn't work anymore and so you look around and you've got michigan state is a great example a random example on youtube who does an amazing job of telling their story and all these different sports go and look for yourself when the program's over you will see they do an amazing job. Notice you don't hear about Michigan State having money trouble. Notice you don't hear about the Big Ten really having almost any money trouble. I know the TV deal situation just came out yesterday, but they're not the ones that are $70 million behind on payments, right? Like they're not That's the right. ones that are that are uh, delinquent, if you will. Like they're the ones trying to figure out, okay, how are we gonna make our schools $100 million each, right? So their problems are like, hey, how can we make as most as possible? Uh, Kirk Schultz and the Pac-12's problem is, hey, how are we going to dig out of this massive hole that we're in? So that's why I say it is a different beast in the Pac-12. It's two different conversations. And, 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 and it's I can't multiple. Stress that enough.
1: It's conversations at multiple schools in the Pac-12. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can rewind the clock a little bit and go back to the Under Armour UCLA situation oh, and yeah. the debacle that that was. Now you have UCLA that leaves a conference, and what happens? You get into the spat with the the you know the 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 regents of the california education system that now are having ucla bail out the cal athletic department because they're in so much debt from memorial stadium and it it just continues to roll down the line like washington state what was the first thing that so many people said yesterday on twitter when i said hey I, i like again we had the news first it was amazing well, hey, if they hadn't fired Nick Rolovich for not vaccinating, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, Washington State had nothing to do with that. But what does that point to? Everybody wants you know, to point fingers and blame people for everything under the sun. So when you get a legitimate problem like, hey, this guy won't communicate and he's giving a blank check to the football team. Now we just start throwing everybody's problems on on top of athletics. Mm-hmm. Now it's Nick Rolovich and now it's uniforms and now it's your uniform deal and your grade point average and your graduation rate and yeah. plan grants and grants of rights and just keep throwing all of it on top because you didn't want to handle a problem head on. Yeah. And and it's just it's unacceptable the level of mismanagement. And before I get to your comments, you think about that word, mismanagement, because you've had it for a decade in the Pac-12 with Larry Scott. You finally got that off your back, and now you have it for years after that with George Klyavkov, who has done nothing to, to raise the tide so all the ships can raise, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing mismanagement you look across the institutions even the great majestic usc with the the entry scandal at usc and the football scandals at usc mismanagement the uniform under armor deal at ucla mismanaged right you can go up and down this conference and with very few exceptions very few exceptions you have a scandal in mismanagement at just about every school now i would say Utah's had very little off-field turbulence, very little. Right? You 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 look across the rest of the, the rest of the conference. Oregon State has had very little. But you look at Chip Kelly and Mike Belotti, and you you look at Mario Cristobal and all of that at Oregon. You look yeah. at you look at the coaching carousel up at Washington. Like you look at all of the problems with Jimmy Lake at like mismanagement, poor hiring. Poor fiscal responsibility. It has ravaged this conference. You look at Arizona State and you look at Ray Anderson and you look at Herm Edwards and the recruiting scandal. Mismanagement. Yeah, It's incredible to me, incredible to me, how much and how deep the trauma of mismanagement in the Pac-12 is. And I'm not telling you that there are not scandals because in the Big 12, Bill Self, like, Come on, dude, there are scandals in the Big 12. There are scandals, this TV contract is pure and simple mismanagement in the Big 10, but they're going to be able, that's not going anywhere, right, the Big 10 is gonna be able to, they're gonna fix that just fine, just fine. But it's mismanagement. But you look at the Pac-12 and it's everything from the commissioner, the building they're housed in, the money that went to pay for that, his private jets, his private suites, it, it, you know, at it, it, it ARIA in Las Vegas, like it's every school, almost every employee. You have lawyers making refereeing decisions, officiating decisions in, in Pac 12 football games. Yes. Like it's unbelievable the level of mismanagement in the, in the Pac 12. And there's, there's just no getting around it. Yeah. All right. Less of us, more of you. Kyle, hey, yo, new member of the show, it's Kyle A. Baby. Let's go. Good start to the program. ILA, good to see you. You guys hit the join button. It's a a month on the on the entry level, all the way up to $9.99 a month. You can be in our members only uh, Instagram chat where Big Daddy Magic is gonna talk about Victor Wambanyama 37 times every day on the mm-hmm. on the on the, way. on the Instagram channel. It's, the it's amazing. It's gonna be awesome, trust me. Trust me, right? Yeah. Oh, speaking of, by the way, I appreciate Saul Goodman, who said, Ryan Leaf, show Wazoo how to get bucked up. Bucked Eh, up right here, baby. Let's go. go. Time for some buckshot on the show. I have to admit, I have to admit, I've been dragging ass all afternoon, right? I've been waiting for this buckshot all day. Get the link in the description below. Free six buckshots in the description below. Hmm. Down the hatch, there you go. All day, long-lasting, clean energy. You know what I love about Buck Shots? It gives me mental clarity because it's a good, clean product, right? It's 100 grams of caffeine stocked with great other ingredients. You know what else they have? Guys, I've been telling you all about their bars. Bucked Up just released their bars. I got them in about four days ago. They're amazing, you guys. These bars from Bucked Up are, I mean, it's, I've, I used to eat one bars every day, all the time, subscribed on Amazon Prime. Right. I got a box of Bucked Up bars every other week at my front door. That's over with, I canceled it because these Bucked Up bars, Buck Bar protein from Bucked Up, 17 grams of protein, 13 net carbs, and only eight grams of fat. And the other thing I love about them, they're only 210 calories. I get a bar that tastes fantastic Keeps me full for 200 calories. I had one of these uh, right when the show ended last night. Took me through my golf lesson all the way to bed. Woke up this morning. Was not hungry because it's good, long-lasting protein. Good, long-lasting, clean energy. And guess what? You can get free samples of both the bar and the Buckshot in the description below. Click on the link that says free sample. Hook it up. Our good friends at Bucked Up always taking care of you right here on the Monty Show. Saul Goodman says what flavor or taste uh, they have, guys. I'll tell you what. The Buckshot, this watermelon, is bro. this is watermelon, and it is so damn good. All day. It is so good. It is. I, I cannot tell you how much I I just truly enjoy their buckshot um, from, from Bucked Up, because again, it's all day, clean burning energy, and you know. the mental lift it gives you, it's incredible. It's just difference-making, so I look at the wrong camera, but it's just difference-making. Um, my favorite bar by far is the Dream Bar from Bucked Up. Um, their Their Dream Bar, Buck Bar is phenomenal. Um, And again, get the free samples, you guys. It's in the descriptions below. It's unbelievable. Patrick Boren says sugar. No sugar in the buckshot. How much sugar is in the bar? Yeah, how much sugar is in Um, the bar? 29 carbs. Um, Your net sugars are 4. 17 vitamin D, calcium, iron, uh, potassium. And you know the other thing? You know, one of the first things I look at, and I don't know if you guys will be able to see it. You probably won't right here. That's the small list of ingredients um, in their bars, um, because it's whey protein isolate, whey protein concentrate, uh, milk powder, peanuts, dates, and that's the other thing. A lot of the sugar—it's not like you know—they let's just pour a bag of granulated sugar in here. It's things like dates. So you're getting really quality ingredients in these buck bars because they use things like dates instead of sugar. Right. So you look at this, you look at this graphic, by the way, the the snickerdoodle bar, fantastic. But it's things like dates fresh from the tropics. Dates are a natural, low sugar sweetener. So instead of putting a whole bag of sugar in there, they they use dates and it makes a huge difference yes. in, the, in that. And I, you guys don't probably give a shit about this, but in that when you eat a date, it processes it differently than if you eat a candy bar. So it tastes just as sweet, but your body process it so your blood sugar doesn't spike. And it's very powerful. I'm telling you, you guys buck, bucked up is making a huge difference in my life. And I told you again, yesterday I had, what's the right way to say? I had some incidents on the fourth floor yesterday. Okay, The show ended, yes, by the way,
2: <laughs> the show
1: ended yesterday and oh. I, I had an incident. <laughs> I had an incident. And I've been telling you, hey, I've been, for the last month, I've really been locked on my nutrition, golfing, cardio, working out in the mornings before the show, like locked on it. And I've lost a good bit of weight. I've, I've lost, as of this morning, my point was, I gained four pounds when I weighed myself on Saturday. Yeah. Yesterday, I had so many incidents. I had two. <laughs> I mean, you guys, like you ever just turn around and you're like, God damn. Like where, where was all of that? Like, <laughs> Rice? But then that's usually 10 a.m. every weekday. Yesterday after the show, I went upstairs and just had an incident.
0: Uh huh.
1: Got on the scale this morning, <laughs> lost all that weight, and then almost three quarters of a pound. And it's because bucked up keeps me full. I don't have to eat nearly as much. So I love it. Uh, Conundrum says baby wipes. No moist flushable wipes. Yeah, moist flushable wipes, dude. Come on, truck stop Gumby says incidents. I'm just, I'm just sharing with you guys, dude. It was uh, so the the last hour of the show yesterday. I was sitting here and I was like,
0: because it's not usually that time of day. That's the thing. And you're like, dude, like, because we make an intentional effort, you know? Because the, you know, the showroom, you know, for those of you've who seen the studio, you know where it is in the building. At the maverick center here and then you know the bathrooms they're not exactly close so what we do is we make sure in our pre-show protocol before the pre-show meeting we go and we offload and handle our business so we can go three hours uninterrupted because you guys know we don't do our five eight minute commercial breaks like some other programs do in this town and on youtube we go straight through so for us, you know, we got to make sure we're ready to go. But my guy over here, the last hour of yesterday's program, is sitting over here twisting. Ooh. And I'm like, dude, like, what's going on here?
1: What's going on is quite a bit of weight loss happened after the show. But I felt great. Went had a, a, a golf lesson last night. Um, it, my, my guy, Terry mine,
0: New vlog get, coming get, out. New
1: vlog coming out. Getting my golf shot right. But I'm telling you. Bucked, bucked up really helps me not eat as much, and it's been it's been awesome um, to lose. I'm 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 pushing fifteen full pounds now. Like I just feel great. My wife is amazing. She's been cooking well. Like it's just been it's been really good. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Saul Goodman wants to know do you lean? No, I am team stand no, and squat. No, I no, I am team stand no, and squat. We no. we don't we don't break our arm. You know, <laughs> we don't do that. MJ Bissett says bowl movement breakdown on the Monty Show. You know that that was my bowling team name. Bowl movement. Um, it was. <laughs> Saul Goodman says when are the bucked up gummies coming out? Not soon enough. Seriously, not soon enough. Like in, in all seriousness, do you know how many people ask me for bucked up gummies? I'm not joking when 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 Saul, you, you ask about that, dude, it's everybody asked me for bucked up gummies. Yeah. You know, Bob Holsey, uh, let's twist again like we did last summer. OK, uh, better to lose a friend than an intestine. Totally, Rick. Totally. Right. 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 Uh, so that's why the show ended earlier. Well, and I had to be somewhere you know, much. But yeah, pretty much. Uh, Carrie Lee, a trip to Costco for Kirkland 30 roll pack. No, bro. Moist, flushable wipes, dude. You cannot, you can't be poking <laughs> the brown eye with sandpaper. You got to keep it supple, bro. You got to keep you it know. supple. Hey, Scott Rayner. well, right there. Hey, Scott Rayner. Let's, Let's go, Scott. Scott. Here we go, baby. Let's go, Scott. Welcome appreciate to show, you. Jay Chapman says, sounds like you're making a Pac-12 portrait. Wow. Well, well. You look very much like the Palouse. Yeah. You you know, uh, anyway. Uh, Franz Pierre Gatling, UCLA did not mismanage the Under Armour deal. UA uh, CEO Kevin Plank decided to terminate its apparel deal with you, correct, uh, during the pandemic due to Force Major. Correct. Um, And they went... I know Under Armour pretty well. Um, I think that they were... They... The weird thing is UCLA and Under Armour hated each other from the moment they got together. UCLA to this day should still be in in Adidas school. That deal should have never ended, should have never ended. And I think that UCLA and Under Armour were destined for for battle from the day that they they signed that deal, before the ink was even dry. I think they were destined for battle.
3: The ink isn't dry yet.
1: Yeah, And, and by the way, under Armour has had incredible returns now. They have bounced back significantly. Um, obviously, they have multiple schools, including the Utah Utes, yeah. um, that endorse and wear Under Armour. Like, it, it, it just was never a fit. It was never a fit. Zach Slater, if UCLA had to help bail out Cal, maybe Cal to the Big Ten isn't such a sure thing. Oh, no, I think Cal to the Big Ten is... I think you're going to see Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal go to the Big Ten. Yeah, I, I think that's going to happen. I was talking to a uh, Big Ten TV guy the other day, and we were talking about the validity of Cal, California, University of Cal Berkeley, in the Big Ten. And straight away, straight away, yeah, oh, yeah, a- academically, man, Big Ten would love to have add Cal. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? But I think the issue is, And I I think we've talked about this at length on the show. The Big Ten never wanted UCLA and USC alone. That was never the plan. It's never been the plan. Mm -hmm. Like that, it just that was never the deal. Because you can't have this Western enclave where the entire conference has to travel through there. You need you need the the six teams on the West Coast. Yeah. It's almost mandatory. I think at the end of this entire process, Washington, Oregon, Stanford, and Cal will all be in the Big Ten with USC and UCLA. Yeah. I think that is, that is an inevitability. There's there no doubt about that. Monty owes a ribeye. In fact, I do. Uh, what time is Monty makes Jet ribeye today? Well, whenever Jet decides to show up, <laughs> we need to work it out. Uh, my wife is diabetic and can handle up the four grams of sugar, especially if it is fruit sugar. I'm telling you, dude. Good Patrick, stuff, go, get, go get the bar sampler uh from Bucked Up. They'll give you a sampler of bars, and I'm telling you, the Snickerdoodle, the and you can read all the labels. If you go to BuckedUp.com, you can read all of the labels. Um and make a decision on on what works for you guys. The the thing that you're gonna see about about Bucked Up is all of their ingredients are are super clean. Use the, use promo code Monty to get 20% off at checkout, but I'm telling you, Patrick, that's exactly why Bucked Up builds bars, builds supplements, builds protein, builds buckshot. Like that's why they build their stuff the way they do. Mm-hmm. Zero sugar in, in Bucked Up energy drinks, that's why it is the only energy drink I will drink, because it's got zero sugar and great ingredients. Bucked Up Miami is by far my favorite energy drink. So. Yeah. Make sure you knock it down. Uh, appreciate you sharing that. Uh, Patrick, uh, Mark324 says the Monty show sponsored by Charmin. Maybe they should be. You know. <laughs> you know. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, Cal is absolutely the sort of athletic underperformer the Big Ten loves. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great but one. Again, I don't even think that's, I mean, that's tongue in cheek, but it ain't really tongue in cheek because you look at Northwestern. What's the difference between California and Northwestern well Cal has not been to the athletic heights that Northwestern has been to mm-hmm. you know like you remember some of those those you know Pat Fitzgerald Northwestern football teams were serious contenders yeah and Cal has not been a a i don't know a re- relevant is such a uh, a harsh word, but Cal has not been a relevant. A relevant club in a long time yeah and hiring mark mark Madsen to be the basketball coach I think is a huge salvo of hey we are we are trying to win because I think they know they need the gate they need the concessions they need the they need the momentum to make more money and I, I I just I hope they make it because they have spent so much money at Cal they're never going to get that money back. You know, at some point where you're like, God damn, dude, I have thrown so much money into this car. I'm way upside down. You, dude, just sell um, the car and get what um. you can. Right? That's where California is. Memorial Stadium, and I'm not a Cal alum, just having worked there, having covered Cal for a long time. Memorial Stadium is a concert venue more than it's an athletic venue.
3: Yeah.
1: It's a great place. Mrs. Monty and I saw Jason Mraz there many years ago now. Yeah. It's a lovely place to watch a concert. Nobody goes there for football. They just don't. Mm-hmm. They don't win. Even mm-hmm. Sonny Dykes, who just who just took TCU to 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 the gates of heaven. How did he do it? How did he do a Cal? No, he didn't do a Cal, because nobody does it, Cal. Yeah, right. Like it, it's just not. You're not that guy, pal.
0: Yeah, I think that's the issue. Cal's an educational institution, you know, and they happen to play football. Whereas, you know, USC has, you know obviously solid academics, but they're a sporting school. Uh, you know, again, USC football is legendary. And I think that really is the difference. And it really comes back to this concept of like, hey, like it is possible. Let's make sure we're all on the same page. It is possible to be elite academically and be elite athletically. Oh, like, absolutely. It's, it Look is possible, right? Like it's possible to be really good in both lanes. The problem is, is again, this word mismanagement that we've been talking about today, runs rampant through the pac-12 and i'm sure other conferences have their issues they do but the difference is is the other conferences are making hand over fist money and the pac-12 is not that's the difference and that's why we have patented the term or the segment called as the pac-12 turns slash as the pac-12 burns because it seems like every single day we get a kirk schultz style uh story or incident or happening in the Pac-12 lately. And and I agree sometimes with the people who say, man, like if you're George Klyavkov, you're watching this thing burn to the ground, at some point you would think that you would, you would find a way to get these presidents to agree to something positive. Like, again, it was, what was it, late last week, they announced this whole thing with ESPN where you're gonna get this behind the scenes action, you know, mics and cameras and all this stuff. And I was like, hey, hey, we gotta stop. This is like a positive thing for the Pac-12 that just happened. They, they finally added even the smallest bit of positive news. And then that's all washed down the drain because Buddy up at Washington State had to say what he had to say. And that's why I still maintain, dude, you shouldn't be talking. Arizona shouldn't be talking. Yeah.
1: Notice Washington hasn't said anything. Wonder yep. why. Uh, Rick Olson says, Bucked Up isn't paying you enough. Oh, they are. Bucked Up's a great partner. I appreciate you saying that, Rick, because that's generally a compliment. Franz Pierre Gatling, okay, Um, says, Bucked up supplements are great. They sell the products at my gym. Gold's in Venice. Let's go. Okay, Okay. Let's go. Let's go, dude. Hey, a little breaking news for you here on the program. Uh oh. And I've been waiting for this story. Dennis Dodd on CBS is reporting. Details from a draft that would establish a federal regulatory NIL body. Oh, boy. The Fair College Sports Act defines booster by annual dollar donation. Athletes would have to report NIL deals within 30 days or face appropriate discipline. Appropriate discipline. What the flip is appropriate discipline. And you knew, you knew this was this was too good to be true for, for students, for student athletes, for, mm-hmm. for for athletes getting money. Because you knew the rich white guy was not going to allow, was not going to allow the little <laughs> guy to make money until he made money. Never. And it, this is so disappointing because any way you slice it, any way you slice it, nil was good for the student athlete and bad for the school there's no doubt about that yeah the kids are making more money than the school's making per capita right so on scale and they were never going to allow that to continue Mm -hmm. and i just think it's so it it is so predictable so predictable that in this then in this day and age of nil we want to make sure that the ncaa that is a useless has no purpose body it's going to make sure that the student suffers and that the rich white guy makes a ton of money in in college mm-hmm. yeah and what that this is what we're looking at
0: yeah i mean I, I agree with what you said there it's predictable you knew this was coming this is not surprising it's not a surprise that that they want to fight the fact that uh you have you have people who think that these kids are being treated as employees um you know like i i, I look at this and i just say dude like at some point, it's like the running joke I always say. Like, you know, we drive on our way to the on, the, on our way to the studio. We always drive by this high school. It's on the way, and I always see it's Granger. in the morning. Yeah, Granger. And I'm always like, man, like you're like 15 years old or 17 years old. How are the, However old you are, you don't know what the IRS is yet. Right? <laughs> Seriously. So like when I say that, because these college athletes shouldn't have to be under pressure, you shouldn't have to be like, oh yeah, well, man, man, I'm Bronny James and man, I'm, I got like 50 million NIL deals. Man, I'm gonna have to report it, one to the IRS, two to the NCAA, three to my dad. Like, you know what I mean? Like you shouldn't have to do all of this. You shouldn't have to sit here and take a pile of money and run it through a filter, run it through a strainer, right? So everybody and their mom can get a pound of flesh off of you. It shouldn't be that way. And I've always said this, and I, I find it to be very true in this situation. Our country is capitalist when it's convenient. We, we don't want to talk about, hey, yeah, let's let these guys make all, let's let these athletes make the money. We don't, we don't need any of their money. No, we don't want to say that. Oh, you're on the field, Bronny. You're on the court, Bronny. We're taking some of that money, right? Like that's what it is in college athletics. And Absolutely. the problem is Absolutely. where we always get to is Buddy, who's never going to play professional athletics, right, is going to lose a ton of money over this whole situation. So that's why I say it's really frustrating to me, because we should allow the kid who's got this amazing personality, is super charismatic, who maybe plays ping pong for in college. If dude can go out and get NIL, let him go get it. Who cares? Like, what's the big deal? The big deal is they want their pound of flesh and they're never going to give it up. That's what the big deal is.
1: Yeah, I think it is incredibly disappointing to me that again, we are going to victimize these guys. Uh, I just I just don't I, I don't understand it anyway i don't to I don't want to make too much out of something that's not reality yet, but Dennis Dodd at CBS uh, is per, is reporting that a proposed federal regulation of NIL deals will inc- include quote, "appropriate discipline. For underreporting student athletes, mm-hmm. and it's man, it is. I warned you, and I think a lot of people were with me on it. Not that this is groundbreaking, but you knew NIL was going to become a problem. You knew the transfer portal when the playing field got leveled by Ed O'Bannon in that lawsuit. You knew that they were going to find a way around it, yeah. and. You talk about Bronny James making seven million or Shador Sanders making four million. That's too much money. It's too much money. And it's it's just it's really it's really unfortunate because these young guys are gonna pay for it. It the, these young guys are gonna pay for it. And what are we gonna get then? Under the table envelope handouts again. Mm-hmm. We are gonna go back to the back alley where bags are being passed. Oh, BYU bag, man. Right? We're gonna get back to those days. Because kids are kids. Kids have no idea what the IRS is, what those three letters stand for, or how terrified they should be about it. They have, n- they have no idea, you know. Mark 324, classic example of victimizing those giving up their bodies for the benefit of the man. And that's the Precisely. other part of it is, wh- what administrator, name me the school president who's out there rehabbing his knee because, you know, he tore an ACL instead of going into the NFL this spring. <laughs> but I can tell you, Brand Keithy at Utah is doing that exact thing right now. But who's the administrator doing that? Who's worried about concussions? Ah, not the administrator. Now, nah, but we got to have that kid's money. Like, it, it, it drives me crazy. It absolutely. Yeah, Gary, that's exactly right. We're back to the Reggie Bush days. By the way, who owns that house you live in? Right? Like, hey, by the way, where'd you get that car? None of your business. Well, actually, it is. I work for the Internal Revenue Service. Nice to meet you. That's what this is going to turn into. That's it. And you know what, Rick Olson? That's exactly right. Bronny better make that bread now. That's what I'm saying, dude. If you're in college now and you're a football player, you better be getting that scratch because I guarantee you next season, it is not going to be long before this is instituted. Yeah, It is not going to. And, and the other thing, and I'm not trying to get into, exactly, Lopes fan Gabe. exactly. Where are all the small government conservatives that I hear so much about? Where are you? Because this isn't small government. This is big government. Reach him back into our pockets, and it drives me crazy. Yeah. Drives me crazy. Uh, Bob Holsey, Reggie Bush made out well for himself. Yeah, but he lost his Heisman Trophy and was humiliated and called a cheater and a liar and a scammer and you know, other than that, yeah, he made out great for himself. But wait,
0: SC made a lot of money off Reggie, didn't they? Right? SC made a bunch of TV money off Reggie, didn't they? Like, cause Reggie was part of why USC was relevant at that time, right? Reggie and and Pete Carroll's gum, right? Like that's His what bazooka. I'm saying, dude. Like, come on, bro. Like, at some point, I, 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 it's so funny in life. I wish people would just come out and be like, yeah, yeah, with like these kids feed feed our pockets, and we want to make the money.
1: Yeah. But we'll never say that. We'll never say that, even though that's what the actions say. Yeah. Big 12 mafia says, why should nil be tax free? Nobody said it should be tax free. But this isn't the, the thing you don't understand, is this isn't about tax free anymore. This is about making sure the school gets paid and the kid doesn't. That's what this is. This is scare taxing. That's all it is. This is the NCAA and major college administration pushing Congress to get involved now because the kids are making too much money. The inmates are are making more money than the jail. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. And there's no way around the fact that you look at this, you know, does anybody think that the National Labor Relations Board, do you think this was an accident? <coughs> there, people are out <coughs> defending the kids. Did you really think that this wasn't going to be, you really just think the rich white guys that run the NCAA wasn't going to fight back? By the way,
0: you think those same rich white guys that run the NCAA don't know the politicians in Washington? Come on now. You think they ain't got a relationship? You think they're not playing 18 holes once a month? Come on now.
1: This isn't about kids being tax-free. This is about, this is always about pushing the ceiling down on the the athlete. That's, well, they get their education. I don't get it, bro. You got this great education. What more do you need? Okay, well, what more do you need? Because President Schultz at Washington State, you're making millions of dollars to...
0: Run your fiscal program into the ground?
1: By the way, who makes you all that athletic money? Oh, It's not tax-free. Oh, And nobody's asking for it to be, to be tax-free. Nobody has said that. Nobody has said that. You know, like, I, I just think it's, it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me that so many people want to victimize the athlete. Like, I've never understood that about... it. it, it. My point about the
0: IRS is that it's already taxed. Right, so so they make the money, right? Okay, hey, uh, hey, hey, BYU and built bar, okay, right? We're gonna pay, we're gonna pay all these kids five bucks, and we're gonna give them some built bars. So you're gonna tax it five dollars, then you're gonna take three dollars from the kid if he underreports it. Then like, how much? Like, how much are we gonna pile on? And really, the the real balls to it is this has nothing to do with your average Joe athlete. Nothing. This has everything to do with guys like Bronny James. Who go out and make a ton of money and you're all pissed off about that. And you want to say, oh, well, they're student athletes, not athletic students. Their education is first and their athletic is second. Well, actually, sir, the trigonometry that they're going to learn in school is going to serve them zero purpose. And
1: dude's ability to knock down the elbow jumper is
0: what's going to get him paid.
1: Yep. Tony says, uh, don't you think schools will fight this tooth and nail? No, I don't. I actually don't. I, don't, I think the NCAA will, will, is doing a, a golf clap about this right now. I think they are like, let's go. Let's go. Hold the man down. Let's go. Any way to
0: find, find NIL money? Any way to rake it in?
1: I think it's... And does anybody else recognize that schools are getting closer and closer and closer and closer to cutting kids' checks? Because you look at all these schools now... I can't tell you how many, <clears throat> just because we're in Utah, I can't tell you how many people complain about the NIL process at BYU. Yeah. How many advertisers we speak to. Well, think
0: about it. Wouldn't it just be a lot easier if NIL was run through the school and then you cut the kid the check?
1: I mean, that's, yeah. that's how employment works, isn't it? But will there be transparency on that? Probably not. No. no. I, think the, I don't think the schools will fight this at all. I don't think that. I think the... I think student student athletes, I think it's going to take another Ed O'Bannon style. This is, and the sad thing is, you know what this is going to take us back to? This is going to take us back to unions for athletes in college. And I, I want nothing to do with it. I'm not anti-union, but that's this is not the venue for that.
0: Sweaty Sean will make his triumphant return in a new program.
1: It, it's just not the venue for that. And I, I think when you, anytime you hear politicians getting involved with money that college athletes are making you should be terrified yeah because they're those refunds the kids gonna lose yeah plain and simple the kids gonna lose and i understand that there's a lot of people who are like hey man you know what they get an education they have a scholarship they get meal money they fly on airplanes yeah i totally get that they also football players and look it's their choice nobody's nobody's got a gun to their head saying hey gotta go play football gotta go get brain damage totally understand that but these universities are making hundreds of millions of dollars off of these kids. We built this the program on You guys, the Big Ten is making billions of dollars every year just in television and media rights money on those athletes. And now we're going to Congress to try and push the ceiling down on those kids. And I just don't like it. Yeah. I I, I have a bad feeling about it. I think it's one of those things where we just we're not allowed to have nice things we yep. can't have nice cars and nice toys and because daddy's got to have nicer toys than we do that's mm-hmm. and, and i'm probably making too much of it i get it i totally understand it I'm, I'm probably making way too much of it but i just feel like this is that thing where we wind up fighting over it and it's something that we shouldn't fight for it we shouldn't fight over it
0: yeah i i just think that these And again my problem is is it's like you notice what we've been hearing about lately or like lately being the last couple of seasons with college athletics oh well all these kids are going g league or they're going you know with basketball g league or you know they're going overseas or they're going to australia well why do you think that is because they can make that same nil money outside of the nil system yeah sure it'll be taxed absolutely without
1: and without regulation and without the headache and i don't have to go to class (laughs) like what are we talking about and by the way i think it's been incredibly detrimental to the college basketball landscape absolutely i think i think it has absolutely hurt college basketball on the whole and any time the government gets involved with college athletics, it's man, not good, it's man. not a good thing. It's not good. And this isn't like some political conversation. That's not what this is about. Plain and simple. It is, it, it is in my mind, the NCAA, who, again, I think is a useless organization. I, I truly do. They are in it to make money. That's all it is. It's the NCAA trying to make sure they get their pound of flesh. And uh, I, I think you're going to see... Ultimately before I end this whole thing Ultimately, I think what you're gonna see is a complete rewriting of the script of NIL and you're gonna hear words like the Wild West And we had to control it people were getting heard and it wasn't working for anybody Which is just not the case. Yeah are the, And those scenarios are out there. There's no doubt about it Those scenarios are out there boosters and companies are absolutely acting like the Wild Wild West in certain situations totally agree But is that the norm? That's not the norm. Most of these kids now, the big time athletes are represented by NIL agents. So the school is pushed out of that. The NCAA is pushed out of that. It is strictly, hey, this kid's got an endorsement deal with Cadillac and he's making $86 trillion. Yes. Well, how much of that are we getting? Nothing. All right, call your congressman. That's what this feels like to me. Yeah. Okay, there endeth the lesson. Can we talk about pizza, please? Yes. <laughs> yes, please. I know. No olives, though. See, all this breaking news. Damn it, yes, Dennis it Dodd. If Dennis Dodd would stop doing his job until 6 o'clock, my life would be much easier. That's right, T. There you go. Okay. okay. And if I got home tonight and there were marinara meatballs on the table, my life would still be much, much, much more easier and more funner, too. All right, let's play the spot. <laughs> At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara.
0: Papa Murphy's, does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do
3: you do it, Dad?
2: How do I do it? <laughs> how do I do it?
0: Uh, well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy hang- marinara. That's how, honey.
1: At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And
2: don't forget the meatballs.
1: Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Yeah, and furthermore, download the Papa Murphy's mobile app, you guys. It's so easy. Use the promo code Monty. Get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. The, the mobile app, the best thing about the mobile app, there are always coupons. They're always telling you, hey, buy, like that BOGO special, that buy one, get one free special we had last week, they do that twice a year, I think. And they always give it to you early when you have the Papa Murphy's mobile app or they'll give you free cookies or they'll get... Yes. You got to get the Papa Murphy's mobile app. Use the promo code Monty 25 and to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. UtahAdvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business, which is where you find Alan Tucker who is sitting by his computer waiting for you to chat with an attorney free online 24 hours a day.
2: Hi, Alan. That's right. Good. Good afternoon, Monty. How's it going?
1: I'm doing all right, man. Good to see you again. Hey, uh, I want to start by congratulating you guys. You had an amazing bike drive. Um, I saw that you guys broke records collecting bicycles.
2: Yeah, I don't know the exact number. All I know is we had three full U-Haul trucks of bikes that we had to make three trips down to the, uh, the bike collective because uh, members of the community just kept stopping by our office, donating their old bikes. And, you know, it was, it was absolutely a successful drive.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the cool things about the firm, and I know we talk about this every time you're on, but you guys really walk the walk. You guys get back into the community. You guys give um, so much time and effort. And I think it's really cool the way you guys support the communities that you service.
2: Yeah, it's part of, you know, like we say, what, what does it mean to be an advocate? Um, it goes beyond just being attorneys and, and being, you know, your law office. We, we love giving back to the community, uh, you know, especially in times right now when the, the weather's getting warm, uh, more people are out on, on bicycles, on motorcycles. We encourage all of that. That's part of what living in Utah is about. Um, but yeah, so we like, to, we like to get involved with the community, help uh, those around our community donate. I help facilitate those donations so people in need can uh, have access to to being able to go out and enjoy the the weather and the you know the environment that is here in Utah.
1: You know we talk about it every day on the show in, and you talk about bicycles and motorcycles and you know that the scooters that everybody rides around on now that you can rent or like I think the issue is that those are so much fun but it's so it can be so dangerous and when you look at the the incidents that happen on motorcycles and you know I was talking to a friend of mine about the fact that Utah has seen a significant spike in bicycle fatalities like unfortunately Ellen i think it's really dangerous to ride your bicycle if you're not really careful while you're doing it
2: yeah unfortunately as as enjoyable as it is and and as much as we encourage get out there ride your bike ride your motorcycles um, the reality is when you're in a car, you're kind of protected, right? They're designed to, to with airbags and seatbelts, and you've got a steel cage wrapped around you. You're not so lucky if you're on a bicycle, on a motorcycle. Uh, you don't have those safety features uh, to, to help keep you safe. So the best way to stay safe is, is not just educate yourself as a motorcyclist, as a bicyclist, uh, to ride in, in safe patterns and in safe areas, but also if you're in your car driving, uh, it's extra important as the weather starts to warm up to just be aware uh, that, you know, there's going to be bikes out there. There's going to be motorcycles out there. They're harder to see when you're in your car. And, and unfortunately, when there's a, a car on motorcycle or a car on bike uh, incident or collision, you know, the motorcyclist, the, the they they're not going to win that fight anytime soon. Um, and so that their injuries tend to be a lot more severe, a lot more potentially life threatening than if you're in a car with all those safety features. So just be careful if you're on the bike, if you're on the motorcycle, be aware that others might have a harder time seeing you. If you're in a car, just be aware that that cyclists and motorcyclists are likely out there, share the road, be courteous. We're not, you know, nobody wants to injure anybody. Just, you gotta just take extra care to, to protect yourself, protect those around you.
1: Well, and I think when the when the unfortunate happens, when there's an accident, you also aren't in at the top of your game physically, emotionally or mentally. You need somebody that, you know, can fight for you. You need somebody that can help you navigate that process, because I think there's a lot of people, Alan, who don't understand that there is absolutely a right decision and a wrong decision when you're trying to get back on your feet. And that's why you need somebody that'll 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 be your advocate.
2: Yeah, not only are we here to to represent you legally, but like I said, we we encourage getting out and, and and partaking in these things. You know, that's we do it ourselves. We've got all the attorneys in our office are involved with you know bikes or motorcycles, or whatever it might be. Um, so not only are we involved in that stuff, but we know how to handle those things because we're part of that community. Uh, we specialize in in all types of injuries, um, but motorcycles, uh, bike accidents, those are something that we we really take pride in in representing because we ourselves are involved in that community um and so we look we try to look after those who are injured yeah, and i
1: think about it a lot i think about the advocates all the time because my wife's training for a triathlon uh in the fall down in provo and so she's on her street bike a lot you know and it's it's something where you can put on a helmet and you can you know ride defensively and you try to stay on trails and you know, inevitably you find yourself in a bike lane, man. Just please be careful, folks, when you're out there. But, you know, before I let you go, the other thing I want to talk about is the fact that, hey, you know, I know a lot of people have, you know, a level of comfort with talking on the phone versus chatting online. But you guys have this great service where you can chat with an attorney live online for free 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because you guys don't have consultation fees or big retainers.
2: So you have nothing
1: to lose by getting to UtahAdvocates.com
2: exactly it's it's not chat gpt it's not a robot that's responding to you you've got an attorney uh, living breathing you know whether or not we have a heart i guess that's a that's another question but you got you got an attorney on the other line of the uh, other end of that chat line um that will be able to answer your questions and usually be able to tell you right then and there whether or not it's a case that we can help you out with um and if so we we've done everything we can to make it as easy as possible to, to retain us as an attorney Um, And like you said, there's no consultation fees. In fact, there's no fees, no cost to you up front. We only get paid if we successfully win your case.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic, man. How are you? Everything good, man? I haven't seen you in a while.
2: It's been a little bit. Everything's good, though. Yeah, everything's great. I I know we were scheduled to do this last week, but I got to give a shout out to my wife. She won an award. She's a nurse up at uh, mckay Hospital in Ogden and she won a a region-wide award. So I had to step out of the house and go to her her work to go uh, support her in that, so... Shout out to her. But yeah, I'm glad I keep, we could
1: reschedule. And here I am. Yeah, man. Happy that. wife, happy life. Alan, <laughs> you and I both know it, man. I married way over my head. So I uh, I can relate to that. But good to see you. As always, man. Thanks for doing a great job representing our viewers. And we'll talk to you again soon.
2: Appreciate it. Thanks,
1: you guys. You bet. Alan Tucker at The Advocates. And you guys, I, I can't say it enough. And I know that, you know, we always talk about, you know, life and sports. And a lot of times we just get in the car. Or we get out. You know, somebody in the comments earlier was talking about all the electric bicycles. And, and I, you know, nine days out of 10, you're right, you're going to come home and you're going to hang that bike on the, on the wall in the garage and everything's going to be great. But there's that one moment in time where the unfortunate, where the unplanned, where the unforeseen may happen. You got to be ready. Put it in the back of your mind, man. Theadvocates.com. You get into a, an accident, you need somebody that'll fight for you, somebody that understands it, you know. And, If you're seriously injured, and if you're on a bike, a scooter, a motorcycle, and you get hit by a car, the chances are Mm -hmm. are very high that your injuries are going to be, be difficult to deal with. You need somebody who can say, hey, you know what, advocates, I don't have money to pay these medical bills. Great, let the advocates help you defer those medical bills. Those are the kind of decisions where you need to think about, you know, sleeping well instead of worrying about all of the money problems or worrying about your job or like if you get hurt at work, we talk about workman's comp all the yes. time. You guys, please, you have nothing to lose. Reach out to the advocates. The advocates.com, no matter where you are, theadvocates.com, if you're in the great state of Utah, UtahAdvocates.com, they're just the best in the business. And that bike drive they did over the weekend u-haul after u-haul truck full of bicycles that they donate it's a great program they broke records this year that's how they care about their community They give back to the communities they serve i'm telling you they're good people you see guys like alan on the show all the time man the advocates are great folks the advocates at the advocates.com make sure you tell them you heard about it on the monty show uh drew christensen says people on bikes also need to obey traffic laws i rarely ever see them do this I think it's huge if you're riding a bike and I know that a lot of times we blame the car and but if you're on a motorcycle or a bicycle or a, one of those scooters like my wife and I were driving we live in Daybreak we were driving through Daybreak a couple couple of days ago like Saturday after or Sunday after golf and this kid just came jetting across the stop sign. I'm one of those those pay per ride scooters. Yeah, and it's like, man, those things are really dangerous. You you Super have dangerous. To, you have to as somebody on a motorcycle or a scooter respect the fact that that car is thousands of pounds, and you are hundreds of pounds. Yeah, you're going to lose. There's a bike lane for a reason. There's stop signs. You have to obey stop signs. There's crosswalks. How many bicycle pedestrian collisions are there? Thousands yeah. every day in this country. So just be cool, um, Taylor. What's up, Taylor? He says, just make sure if you're on a bike, you holler, Victor's the way at all intersections. Legally, that gives you the right of way. That's a fact. Well, you know what? I'm going to take your word for that, man. Victor's the way. It does not give you the right of way. Saul Goodman says, there's many marathons like those in Houston. I'm excited for my wife, by the way, before we get back to sports. My wife is amazing. She's doing all of this training. She ran five miles on Saturday. I can't imagine walking five miles my wife ran five <laughs> miles on Saturday. Yeah, she's get, she's getting into this this bicycle group on Sundays where they're 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 riding ten miles, twenty miles. Like, I'm really proud of her, but it it worries me, man. I, I think about it all the time. You know, like it's yeah. yes, it's something that scares me. You know, like it is. Yes, yeah. you have to be really careful. Um, David Hume says cyclists on the road are annoying AF. Just saying, some of them are, but I think we're <laughs> in the car. We have to be we have to respect the fact that if you even bump a bike guy. Like we ride we drive up the canyons all the time. I love driving through the mountains. You know, I play golf at Canyons. Yeah. Can't wait for them to open the, in yeah. about a week or so. Like the bike the people that ride their bicycles and motorcycles in those mountain canyons in the Cottonwoods. Dude, they're going really fast, man. You you like in a car. We have to really by default, we have to be more careful than they are because the car just weighs so much more. Yeah. You know, like you just have to be careful. Uh, David Hackett says, Pete Thamel and Brett McMurphy both said yesterday that Oregon and Washington want to join the Big Ten and leave the Pac-12. Yeah, I think we've reported that a thousand times on our show. Yeah. Um, When Brett McMurphy, I don't know, what was it, a couple weeks ago now? Yeah. um, Said that they were cleared and vetted Cleared and vetted was the
0: nomenclature, yes. We didn't
1: understand what that meant. So we went digging, and the, the video's on the channel, I encourage you to go back and look through the playlist. Yeah. And and what we found out was that, yeah, they've talked, they've had in-depth conversations, They that the Big Ten went back to their TV partners and said, hey, you know, if this eventuality happens, are you willing to step up and, and kick in more? And the yes, answer yes, was yes. overwhelmingly yes. We, and it would really be CBS and NBC because Fox Sports has the early window that now we know is a bit controversial big, mm-hmm. uh, you know, big, big, tw- uh, big 10 Saturday noon kickoff. Yes. That's on Fox. CBS has that 3.30 Eastern window and NBC supposedly has that later window. Although I was told today that that package is probably going to be intact mm-hmm. and they're making progress that there are intensive. So I don't know if this is breaking news or not, but I was told today that there are intensive meetings in the Big Ten the entire rest of the week, and they are not planning on um, leaving for the holiday until they have an agreement in place about this schedule conflict. Yeah, Because the schedule conflict is the single biggest issue in the conference. The TV deal's not going away. The, and frankly, I was told today as well that it, it's really not that abnormal which I was shocked by, right. but a TV source that I trust says, "Hey, it's not that abnormal that you would announce, hey, we have a deal with you know the Big Ten TV deal. It's done.' That's not the abnormal part. The abnormal part is we're months and months past that, uh, almost a year past that, and it's still not signed. Well, and, and you, it's not finalized.
0: The interesting thing about this Big Ten situation is that, you know, so we have this you know late night window controversy thing, thing, item, situation, happening." <laughs> And what's really interesting is Trev Alberts, Nebraska A.D.
1: My guy, who I know very well.
0: Comes out and says, hey, yeah, us at Nebraska, we would love to play in prime time. We would love it. And what's really interesting to me is when we look forward, how many other institutions in the Big Ten are going to come out and say, hey, yeah, we're good with this. Yeah. And what's going to happen when Michigan, Penn State, and, and, and Ohio State are on an island? Does that happen? Is it a thing where... Where only Nebraska comes out and says they want the primetime slot? Or do we see more development? Because if we see more development, more people say, hey, we would love that because Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State get all the primetime
1: slots but, in our conference. But one of the conversations that I'm told is happening in this league is, well, have UCLA and USC play Nebraska, play you know, the, the lower tier Northwesterns, Iowa's. Play the Michigan states. Play the, yeah. play the secondary brands in this conference. Have Indiana play. Because, frankly, who draws the most water in the Big Ten? Uh huh. Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State. The Ohio State. Who's most upset about this TV contract in the late window? <laughs> Michigan and Penn State are the two that are making the most noise. Yeah. When does Penn State, what time of day does Penn State play its whiteout game? Uh, they usually mm. play that late in the day. That's usually, a, I believe it's a 6 Eastern kickoff. They don't want to play in November when it's games of consequence in cold weather where it's tough to execute football games. They don't want to play those late window games. Part of the issue here is give, them, give me that game at home. Give me that game in Ann Arbor. Give me that game at Happy Valley. Yeah. Don't send me to Los Angeles when it's 10 degrees uh, you know, at Penn State and it's 70 degrees and warm in Los Angeles where all of my kids are gonna be there for less than 24 hours and we're gonna have to physically adjust. So we're gonna have to spend an extra couple of days in Los Angeles to get rehydrated and get used to the weather. Yeah. Send USC, the new member of the conference, to Penn State to play that game in the cold weather. Yeah. Those are the conversations that are happening. And from what I understand, what I was told today was, hey, they're having intensive meetings to get these issues worked out because there's not anybody in that conference that wants to give a penny back. Not not a one of them. And I think the other big issue is, does NBC keep that conference championship game in 2026? Because I think that's one of the major sticking points in the Big Ten.
0: But why is it that we have all these 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 commissioners? You know, Larry Scott, Kevin Warren. Yeah. You know, these commissioners that. That leave their conference with problems. I mean, the idea that Kevin Warren guaranteed a championship game in the Big Ten before that
1: was even done Dude, is wild to me. It's a huge mistake. It is. It is an absolute huge mistake. Yeah. And I don't know how else she can even. I don't know how else she can even slice it. Um, you know, because there are things that you do that are huge mistakes, and then things that you don't do. Uh, you know, like David Hackett joining the membership. That was not a huge mistake. That Let's was actually really smart. Let's go, baby. Everybody, welcome David Hackett to membership. David, appreciate you being here. Thanks so much. Um, you know, I just I think these guys they leap at money bags. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's problematic because a guy like Kevin Warren, they, i can tell you firsthand conversations, there's a lot of people in this conference pissed at Kevin Warren. Yeah, as they should be. Because much like Larry Scott, Kevin Warren left them a bag of crap sitting on the front door and it's on fire <coughs> and it's worth a hundred million dollars per school per season. Like they got to figure it out. Yes. And I, they will. This is it, it don't buy the hype that the Big 10 TV deal is imploding it's not. It is not. But there's going to have to be some heavy lifting done to get to get pen to paper. Yeah. And I think the fact that you you have Michigan and Penn State who are two really important members of that conference that what they say goes when they say jump you say how high. Yeah. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how all this works out. Fox has the most to lose here. Fox has the most to lose. And I think that Fox is, the interesting question is, how much is Fox willing to eat on that championship game? And are they willing to to let it go? Are they willing to say, hey, that's going to be a big question. Mm. Maybe they take their, one of the things that was suggested today is maybe they take more of the basketball revenue. Maybe they take more of the basketball revenue, because I think that's the only way that you get around this. And Fox has a massive appetite for basketball. We know that. Yeah. So yes. it'll be interesting to see how, how all that plays out. But I think this deal gets done. I, I don't think there's any I don't think there's any doubt about that in 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 my mind anyway. Uh it's fair, says I've been hearing the Big Ten is really only three schools carrying the conference. It's their Is there a universe where the conference collapses because three schools are worth 70% of the brand? There's not. No. There's not. Because I also think when you look at the way the Big Ten works, they only work because they have a really, really big amount of viewership. And now, sure, it's three schools, but now it's five schools. Yeah. And when you look at the way that this conference is structured, schools like, you're never, in my opinion... The Indiana's of the world and the Northwestern's of the world are never going to be multi-sport powers,
0: uh-huh.
1: but you don't need them to be. What you need is the bottom half of the conference needs to come up and you're seeing, I think Indiana football is a lot more competitive. The question is, you know, are, what's going on at, at Minnesota? Are the Gophers going to continue to get better? When does Nebraska really become a power program? Well, you just hired Matt rule and Trev Albert's been in control now for a couple of years. And trust me when I say Trev Alberts doesn't like losing a snap, let alone a season.
3: Yeah.
1: He's going to figure out the football program at Nebraska. And when he does, you're talking about this should be a conference that is seven to 10 teams deep every single year. Because they, it's inexcusable for Michigan State to suck out loud, right? Because you have a basketball program that is perennially a powerhouse with yes. Tom Izzo. Yes. You've got to get Spartan football back up on the radar because that's a program that has some history and lineage to it, right? So if we're now looking at, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, right? You look at, you know, frankly, Illinois has had a really resurgent couple of years. You, you look at Michigan State, I don't think they're going to be down in football for long. Like, I mean, there's a lot to like, right? That's six schools right there with, with Nebraska that can bring this conference up. Oh, by the way seven with UCLA and eight with USC, who's a national championship contender right now. Yes, yes. It's Lincoln Riley. He's going to recruit. Conference is getting better, man. Yeah, I mean, the conference certainly is yeah. moving in the right direction. It's not, and not to keep piling on the Pac-12, but here's the problem. Now, you're 10 schools, but you're really three schools.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You're really three schools. Until ASU shows me that they're back and that they are, that, and I don't know that back is the right word, until they're competitive again they're not a school by Ray Anderson, their athletic director's own language, who's a top 15 program maximum. Yeah. He says they're a top 15 program maximum. You're never getting a seat at the table. Program. You're not. Yeah. Right. You, no I mean, doubt about it. You would need another expansion of the college football playoffs. So you know that Utah can contend, you know, that Washington can, or excuse me, Washington can Washington. Contend, and you know that Oregon can contend outside of that of the 10 remaining schools. Who are we looking at? Yeah. Because even, even Oregon State, with all the money they put into facilities, you, we talked about earlier about Washington State, their athletic de- department is free in a spending and hiring freeze on a tiny budget already. So, okay, we'll come a little further south. Who, who has an appetite at Stanford to win? We're going to field teams, but does Stanford really want to focus on winning games? Does Cal want to focus on winning games? Well, you hired Mark Matson. So I would think your, your basketball recruiting is about to go significantly higher. Yeah. Okay, but what about Cal football? Well, you're probably going to fire a coach here after this season. Uh-huh. Right? So you're three teams. You're three teams. Until somebody proves that they're more than not. You're three teams out of ten. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, I believe in 2024 you're going to lose Oregon and in, in Washington. And I think there's a good chance Cal and Stanford are going to go with them. A good chance. Because this TV deal, if it doesn't come in, it, I, I'm telling you, the number, the number is 25 million. <laughs> Again, I talked to, and I'm not trying to say, hey, man, I got sources. Hey, man, and, we're the best ever. You know, hey, way man. the fuck up. <clears throat> talked to somebody at the very top of an athletic program yesterday night. And I'm telling you, that number is 25 million. Yeah. If they don't come back at 25 million they're going to lose half the conference it's going to be very difficult to prevent that from happening yeah and i i i think one of the things that that i've heard repeatedly is hey keep your eye on oregon state keep your eye on oregon state keep your eye on oregon state and i think when you talk about what we've said on this show i think the first first movement is going to be the arizona schools colorado and I think Oregon State. Yeah. And one thing I want to address real quick, because I'm starting to lose my patience with this. The, and look, I have a lot of respect for the people at 247. But you need to put a muzzle on the dog at this point. Because there are people at 247 at, at two, that are saying that Utah doesn't, you know, doesn't respect the Big 12. And Utah looks down there. No, that's not at all. And they're writing that I reported that. We've never said that on this show. Yeah. Specifically, let's make sure that you guys get this right. We've never said, oh, well, Utah doesn't respect the Big 12. It's not what we said. What we said was Utah and the Big 12 have had significant conversations about what it would look like for Utah to join the Big 12. And what we've reported, because what we were told from pretty high up the food chain at Utah was, we don't want to lose academic revenue. At this time, we feel like joining the Big 12 would hurt our academic revenue. It's plain and simple as that. Mm-hmm. So in a year from now, or and really I think it's going to be before kickoff, when you find out that Oregon and Washington... And potentially Stanford and Cal are going to the Big Ten, that goes away because you're going to lose academic revenue anyway. But in no case and at no time have we ever said Utah looks at the Big 12. Big 12. We've never said that. Yeah. We have never said that they look down, was the quote. We've never said that. Never. And, it's in a, and I've pointed this out repeatedly. It's all on the channel. Yeah. The entire archive. It never goes away on YouTube, it's all there. Yep. We've never said that, not one time. Utah has never treated the Big 12 with disrespect.
0: And you know what's funny, it surprises me that a brand like 247 would try to misquote us or try to, because the thing is, the thing that stood out to me about that is like, hey, you're talking about us, which means you listen to the show all the time, right? And And what's funny is, What did he do? And this is what I find so funny. Two seconds on this. There was a picture posted, and I'm not gonna name names, but there was a picture posted of a Google search. So you Googled something that brought us up a specific episode where we were talking about it. And then you wanna make up this whole thing. What do you think people are gonna gonna go and do? They're going to go listen to the show and figure out you made a complete ass of yourself, dude. So if you you're did. listening, you probably shouldn't keep doing that. Just, uh, just a helpful piece of and advice. And by the way,
1: this right here is also completely false. We have never said this. Uh, y'all said Colorado was leaving then had to walk it back. Now we got to believe you on Oregon State. We have never, ever, one time, ever said that Colorado was leaving. Never have we ever said they're ready to go. we have never not one time ever reported that what we said about colorado again it's on the channel in perpetuity they've talked to the big 12 and i do believe i do believe colorado will be one of the first schools who goes but at no time and in fact we've taken so much shit from big 12 fans because we've told you there is not There is not a program in this conference who would rather go to the Big 12 or the Big 10 than see it stay together. All 10 of these members would rather stay together and continue their business as the Pac-10. And
0: multiple people have said that in multiple places as far as sourcing is concerned.
1: There's no question about that. Everybody we've spoken to has said, don't want to go, don't want to leave. But we will. And that applies to Colorado. That applies to Arizona, Arizona State. And I think it applies to just about everybody in this conference because, again, $25 million is the threshold. If you get $20 million, I think you're going to lose half the conference. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to happen almost right away. Mm-hmm. But at no time have we ever reported that Colorado was ready to go. That was not us. That was never us. So, you know, go knock yourself out, you and your little sports whatever burner account. Go knock yourself out, dude. Because I am not afraid. Nah. It's all on the channel, up and down the playlist, man. The thumbnails are right there. Go look at them. Mm-hmm. Go look
0: and at them. And by the way, if you're just reading thumbnails, you're not actually listening. Because the thumbnails are meant for one thing, and that's where people to come listen to the show.
1: I would agree. Taylor Gilstrip. You know Oregon and Oregon State, Washington and Washington State are talking to each other right now. If Oregon and Washington bailed to the big, better believe the Pack is losing four teams plus four corner schools. And the interesting thing is, both states tried to tie the fate and the fortune of their schools together. Yeah, and failed. They failed. Washington and Washington State legislature tried. Oregon and Oregon State legislature tried and failed, both times. Yeah. So I think it is a. I think it's a, a lesson. Gary uh, says I would love to see Utah versus uh, Big Twelve matchups. Uh, I think it would be fun. I think it's the right place for Utah if the Pac twelve comes apart. Yeah. There's. To me, it makes no sense for Utah to go to the Big Ten. It makes no sense whatsoever. You look at, because I think you're going to find Colorado's going to end up in the Big 12, right? Yep. And I think you're going to have Colorado, BYU, and Utah in the same conference together. It's tremendous for rivalries, TV numbers, mm-hmm. travel. Like It makes, it makes sense. Matt Hart, uh, Utah fan looks down on the Big Twelve. I think all schools will go where the money is if the deal isn't good enough in the pack. Utah fans are interesting,
0: but again, I, this is but this is, and, and I'm not coming after you, Matt, personally. But I think we see this kind of thing a lot where it's like, hey, Utah fan or Washington, or Washington fan or Oregon. It's like, dude, fans are going to be are going to have their take, and that just is what it is. They're fans. It's fine, dude. It's fine. Fact of the matter is, is 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 people at the head of these universities, the you know the Mark Harlins, the you know the President Robbins, like these different people that run these universities, the Kirk Schultz, they don't. With all due respect, they don't care what you think. They don't don't. care. All they care about is making that educational money. Because again, what you have to remember is the educational money is the beginning and the end for these people now hey if we make a bunch of money off the college football playoff amazing right we'll take that all day but we're not so obsessed with the money that we're just going to jump to the big 12. like buddy talking about colorado does dion help colorado's case would it be advantageous for them to jump to the big 12 before dion goes one and (laughs) eleven yeah Yeah. probably it it would, right and that would be a reason why hey maybe they would consider it but again i'm telling you just like he said They would all rather stay in the conference than leave and if they do decide to leave arizona and arizona state is a situation where they would stay together right you have these different schools in the same state that want to stay together because it helps their economy it helps both schools like their setup. So we never said, hey, Colorado's just going to jump and take everyone with them. We never said that. Did we talk about Dion's value and his impact on the situation? Yep. Absolutely. Did we talk about the fact that Colorado's, I think it was their president, wanted to talk a bunch of junk about the Big 12? Yeah, we talked about it. But we're not out
1: here just saying random things. But the the, the I think the most difficult part for fan bases to digest is that your school is not necessarily... Attractive, and I say this about about Washington State. Washington State has value problems. Yeah, because I don't think that Washington State's attractive to anybody but the Mountain West, and I think they're attractive to the Mountain West if they lose San Diego State. Yes, but if they don't lose San Diego State, I don't know where Washington State ends up, because frankly, I don't know that it is. I don't know that there's real value on it. Well, Washington State would be.
0: Washington State would be one of those kind of scrap schools, if you know what I mean. Hey, the Big Ten's going to add these schools. Big 12 has got these schools. And then, hey, maybe a conference will decide to pick
1: them up. I don't know. But that's the kind of value they have right now. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's difficult. And I think when you look at you look at this situation, you know, and I'll go back to what we started the show with, like this ESPN Pac-12 situation. Yeah. There is nothing that says that ESPN and the Pac-12 are damaged there's not, but I, I guess the question for me, Jake, is how important is ESPN to the Pac-12?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think obviously ESPN is is important in the sense that right now, they're really the only linear option that the Pac-12 sort of has at the table. I mean, you again, you look at the CW situation, you look at the ION situation, what did we tell you on those different situations? George wanted million million and he wanted a nationwide deal that he was never going to get, and why wasn't he going to get that deal? Because it doesn't make sense for dude in Boston or dude in Orlando or, or or a family on the East Coast or even in the Midwest to get Washington State as an example, a Washington State versus Oregon State matchup in their primetime slot on CW or ION or whatever. That doesn't make a lot of sense. So what has ESPN done? Well, ESPN has said, hey, number one, we're not going to try and compete with Amazon because what did George Klyovkov try to do? He went to espn and said hey amazon's got this what do you guys think you willing to cough up 400 million dollars for a tier one package and and take all of our games and everything espn said no we're not going to compete with amazon because we know for a fact amazon is stream only they don't offer linear and we do so they're not competition to us and what does espn also said hey we want to put your product the pac-12 games Uh, on ESPN Plus, right? Because we've had this whole thing on the channel the last two weeks. And really, it's a greater conversation. But the last two weeks, we've really been focused on what is ESPN doing? How are they changing the landscape? Well, ESPN's come out and said, hey, we're going to go direct to consumer. So if you open the ESPN app on your phone and you want to watch a random Big Ten game, you want to watch a baseball game, whatever. And let's say that baseball game or that college football game that college basketball game is on Fox, ESPN wants that consumer to come to the ESPN app, click on the little watch button, that little yellow gold button, you guys all know it, you want to click on it, and they're going to give you an option. Hey, are you a DirecTV customer? Do you need to sign up for ESPN Plus? What's the deal? And then all is going to happen is ESPN is going to patch you through, and you're going to get the game, and then money is going to be distributed between ESPN and who, whatever customer you are, DirecTV, whatever it may be so my point with this is that yeah espn is really important to the pac-12 but is the pac-12 important to espn not particularly espn's not interested in paying four and a million dollars they're not interested in going above and beyond for a product that frankly as we said last hour is completely mismanaged and not relevant in the college football landscape to that level so that's why i say like the pac-12 can sit here and we can talk about fans you know referencing truck stop conferences and talking down on the big 12 and all this junk we can do that but ultimately they have to come out and find a way to make money and get out of this hole because we shouldn't have to be talking about washington state and kirk schultz being 70 million dollars in the hole shouldn't have to talk about that shouldn't have to talk about like hey oregon and the nike money we shouldn't have to talk about these different situations what we should be hearing is george klyovkov you know the commissioner of the conference talking about Rucker Park deals or combine deals or these different opportunities yet we we never hear them because the Pac-12 continues to be mismanaged
1: well and I I just I hope people understand that it's not a I think at the administrative level it's not personal it's a when you're having conversations like George Klyovkov and ESPN are having yeah it's not like well George you're kind of a dick so we're not gonna give you any more money like, it doesn't work that way. You're a douche. If you, exactly. Like, it doesn't work that yeah. way. If you are ESPN, your priority is keeping the NBA. So, if you're ESPN right now, like, you think about what's on the radar at ESPN. Like, I, again, I go back to Endeavor, and it's WWE and the UFC. Mm-hmm. They're looking at a massive package of UFC and WWE on ESPN+. I think they are looking at a, a, a deal that could be groundbreaking for combat sports. So what does that mean in the grand scheme of things? Well, if you look at, if you look at Fox, Fox currently has a WWE deal. Well, if that deal leaves Fox and it ends up at, at ESPN, that's a completely different animal. Yes. you know, and, and if UFC winds up staying at ESPN, which I think is likely, because I do believe it's worked for both parties, now now maybe Fox has a little more bandwidth and a little more money. And maybe ESPN is only going to pay $90 million a year to to the Pac-12 if the Pac-12 wants it. Well, because now we've got UFC and, and WWE. Oh, by the way, we're also going to pay for, between 4 and $6 billion a year <coughs> to the NBA. And the NBA says, ESPN and ABC, we absolutely want you to continue being our number one partner. Yeah. But who else is involved in that warner brothers discovery through tnt and you look at all the just the enormity of these deals mm-hmm. you guys are thinking about college football espn's thinking about wwe ufc nba nhl like they're thinking about all the inventory that they have so many so many slots man so george why are you asking
0: 400 million dollars for a package that's worth 100 that's why you don't have a
1: TV deal. That, that's that's exactly right. And then you go to like somebody like the CW, who I I, I still maintain. If I, I think the CW has better than a puncher's chance, but here's the problem. I think they're at 150 million. And I think it's a regional deal west of the Rockies. Yes. And that's nobody at the Pac-12 has an appetite for that.
0: But again, why didn't that work out? 400 million dollar price tag. <laughs> you don't, you're, I'm telling you. Yeah. At some point, they're gonna have to come off of that.
1: All right, uh, let's get your comments in here. Uh, Gumby says, 24-7 chasing that money show cloud. I'd feel flattered, personally. I mean, if you're talking about us, I appreciate it. I do. I wish you'd quote us properly. Uh, Saul Goodman, Utah will be a lame duck school in the Mountain West. They're not going to the Mountain West. Uh, Next comment. Um, The big three-legged Texan. Sure you are. Can you Um, measure it? No matter what? Uh, conference utah is in in 2024 they're going to win a championship in that conference is what they do it's undefeated boom out of here i don't think that's what utah's done They've, they they should have been florida last year you know uh cks you mean a reformed Pac mountain west would not help utah academics if stanford leaves who would have thought i think there's a chance of that I think that you're going to lose six teams out of this conference. So Oregon, Washington, Stanford, Cal, um, I think are the the four big ones. I think you're going to lose the Arizona schools. I think you are possibly going to lose, well, Colorado as well, right? I think you might lose Oregon State. But, I mean, if you look at the, the rest of the landscape, Utah's involved in that. Where does Utah go? Mm-hmm. Right? Because that's now eight schools. So it's just a matter of where does Oregon State and Washington State go?
0: Well, and I think if you look at the net loss, you know, if they, if they were to add San Diego State and SMU, let's say. Okay, well, now net, you've lost
1: six. And but so But how you're, do you add? And this is the this another is, great question. This is, again, a question for, for San Diego State. Because I think when, when the exodus from the Pac-12 begins... I think it will be powerful and I think it will be swift. Yeah. And I think the question is, doesn't the Mountain West take what's left, improve their situation, move up to hopefully, you know, 10 or $15 million a year per school and let's keep growing. I think that's a possibility. So if you're San Diego state, and I said this the other day and I know it pissed off every San Diego State fan on the planet cuz I heard from you. Yeah. Is the Pac-12 an option right now? I don't see how the Pac-12 is an option right now.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know like if you're San Diego State, I don't know how you look at the Pac-12 as it's currently constituted with this TV deal situation and you're like, "Yeah, wow, that's really attractive." Now, I I agree with the logic that says, "Hey, yeah, they're coming from, you know, they're coming from a conference where they're not making they're not n- making nearly as much money as they would in the Pac-12. I agree with that. But, again, the prospect of joining a conference only to have that conference mm-hmm. dissolve, you're not going to do that. I mean, I, I I just don't think that makes sense. So so San Diego State, and, and again, I, I love you all you guys tweeting at me about J.D. Wicker and all this stuff on Twitter. It's like, dude, there's no getting around the fact. And, and again, it's not personal with J.D. Wicker or any of the folks at San Diego State, but I just disagree with the prospect that you talked why did you talk? Well, Why did you get out in the media? You should not have done that. And in- by the
1: way, we've asked J.D. Wicker, who's coming to Salt Lake City with the San Diego State women's softball team, asked him to come on the show, and we haven't gotten an answer back. And I'm hoping, you know, really what I'd like to do is just have a sit-down conversation with J.D. Wicker, even if he doesn't come on the show or we never record it. Because I think, I truly think that San Diego State, from what I'm told by people in in TV in the Pac-12, San Diego State right now does not have an easy path to the Mm Pac-12. And there may not be a path at all. Because how are you going to pay for them? How are you gonna pay for them? Because I also think that there's there's a chance here that the CW wins, and why would the CW win? Because you're gonna become a much smaller conference. You're gonna Mm -hmm. become a much smaller entity. And it depends on who stays and who goes and are both the, are are, are Arizona schools really tied at the hip? Are they not going without each other or will one go without the other? I don't know. It's probably not in their best interest because you got to play the territorial cup every single year. Right. But you know that Washington will bail without Washington state and Oregon's going to go. Yep. And I, I'm certain that Colorado will go. If this comes apart, Mm -hmm. I'm certain that Utah will go. If this comes apart. Right. I, I mean, if you're San Diego State, by the way, and you, start, you see the conference losing teams, are you jumping on that ship that's sinking? Why would you do that? Now, here's the other problem. If you're the Big 12 and the Pac-12 comes apart, why would you take San Diego State? Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Who would, Wouldn't you take Oregon State? Oregon State or San Diego State? Yeah, I'm going to take Oregon State. I'm probably taking Oregon State. They have better facilities, right? I know Snapdragon's amazing, but You're already P res- P5. The the, rev- the renovation, the renovations amazing, and that's my other point. Why are we taking Oregon State? Well, because ESPN will pay for Oregon State. Yep. Yep. ESPN will pay for Oregon State. They will not pay for San Diego State again. What is what is Brett Yormark talked all about? Pacific Time Zone. Got
0: to get the Pacific Time Zone. We've got to expand that way. And I, and, and I don't disagree with the people talking about the Yukons and the Creightons of the world. Totally get it. But I don't believe that, that the Eastern time zone is as much of a priority as a Pacific time zone. I think that the Big 12 understands, hey, we're not the SEC. We're certainly not the Big Ten. But there's no reason why we can't have a big-ass footprint on the Western portion. That's exactly right. No reason why. And by the way, we're already going to be infiltrating the East Coast. Right, we're gonna, we're doing the Rucker Park thing. You think there's not going to be relationships built there? You think that mm-hmm. the folks at UConn or maybe a Creighton or maybe another school aren't going to come to that event and say, "Hey, Brett, how you doing, bud? Nice to meet you." You really think that's
1: not happening at these events? It is happening at these events. Yeah. So you know, totally agree. Um, and I think they're all drinking Bucked Up from BuckedUp.com, the official energy drink of the Monty Show. Yeah. Tell you, look how much more energy I have. Yeah look how much more energy i have i drank a buck shot um last hour on the show about an hour and a half ago and for the last hour i've been rolling let feel absolutely fantastic and you guys you can get six of them for free in the uh description of this program below oh by the way remember we were telling you about the uh bucked up bars the buck bars from bucked up hey they're awesome and you know the thing i love about them they're right here in my hand. I absolutely love these things. This is a uh, dream bar, a dream buck bar from Bucked Up. And the thing that I love about them, look at this graphic. Notice on the, hey, protein chips, awesome. Whey protein isolate, awesome. Dates. And it's in it's in bars like these where you get dates that are a natural sweetener. So you're not getting like confection sugar pulled into it. It's low glycemic, right? Mm-hmm. now. Is there, is there also dark chocolate and coconut flakes and almond and coconut vanilla flavor, potassium? Absolutely there is. Is there sea salt? Absolutely there is. But when you look at these bars, the other thing that I love about them, the serving size is one bar and they're only 210 calories. And I'm telling you, it's been a game changer for me. I've talked about my, my fitness battle. I'm really trying to become a golfer that can, can birdie every single hole I play or have an opportunity to. I'm taking lessons, I'm working out, I'm losing weight. And I'm telling you, this buck bar makes a huge difference. Bucked up has been a game changer for me in getting fit and losing weight, losing 15 pounds now, because everything they do is low glycemic right now. You're gonna have to change your diet, there's no doubt. If you're, if you're a guy that's eating out all the time, you're not gonna lose weight. If you're somebody that's like, man, I, I would love to lose that, that pandemic 20 I gained. You're not gonna do that by eating out all the time. But what you can do is add bucked up to your repertoire, add it to your weight loss arsenal. And I'm telling you, it'll make a difference for you. It's why we drink bucked up energy drinks. It's why I eat the buck bar. It's why I take these buck shots in the afternoon at 315 every day. They make a difference. It's clean, long lasting energy. That's what I love about bucked up yes. in the description of the show below. Make sure you click the free links they give you a sample pack and you actually get the dream bar. Worth it 100%, absolutely worth it 100%. And I'm telling you, the snickerdoodle is unbelievable. These bars are fabulous. Get a a sampler pack sent right to your front door for free right now in the links below. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Coming up in 13 minutes, we'll talk about LeBron James. Let's run through some comments. You guys have been unbelievable today. While you're here, uh, can you please hit the thumbs up button? We always try to get to 200. Uh, Likes during the live show right now we're at 118 so we have 82 likes to go please hit the thumbs up button Uh, give us a like that really helps the uh, channel grow Uh, Renee Roca, what's up Renee if Utah went independent they'd die who would sign up to play them? Well, everybody said that about BYU as well. <laughs> yeah, I just you, think that those are yeah. Utah's not going independent. Yeah. Utah is not going independent. Yeah. That's that's not gonna happen. Yeah. Gary says, uh, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, Oregon State, and Gonzaga uh-huh. to the big twelve. I think and we've been reporting this for months and I know Gonzaga. we've been I've been called everything from a liar to stupid to Gonzaga. dumb. It's fine. We are still the only ones that are reporting Gonzaga has a verbal offer to join the conference. I like Gonzaga. The Big 12. And I think you are going to see in the right space and time, Gonzaga is going to do that. I think everybody is waiting to see what happens with the Pac-12. As they should. And I, Because, again, it's the same thing I've said over and over again. If you have an invite from the, the Big 10 right now, from the Big 12 right now, That invite's going to be there when this conference goes down. Yeah. If this conference goes down, because I'm not convinced it is, by the way. I think on the doomsday clock, I'd probably put it at 35 past the hour, right? I'd put it at, you know, 25 minutes to midnight in the Mm Pac-12 right now. I'm not convinced that any of these schools, again, for the record, I have not heard one time that one of these Pac-10 schools is excited to leave. Not one. But I've heard all of them would leave. So I think... I think it's a matter of time. I don't see a way that you're going to be able to salvage the, these 10 teams staying together. Yeah. Um, but I think that Gonzaga will join the big 12 when this all goes down. And I think your, your point you've been making about Colorado needs to do something before football season kicks off. Cause I think they are going to go one in 11. You look at the win total projections and you look at the way that um, people are looking at these, at these, these schools and you start understanding that you look at those schools that Gary's talking about right there, there are not a whole lot of wins in those schools, right? Um, There just isn't. And you look all the way at the bottom there, Colorado is 1-11 projected, Um, right? um. Pac-12 football standings this upcoming year according to ESPN matchup prediction. So they ran an AI generation of how each one of these games will play out based on this moment in time. USC and Utah, eleven and one. Oregon and, and Oregon State, ten and two. UCLA, nine and three. Washington, seven and five. Man, that's a ballbuster for real Pennics.
0: quick. Oregon State, ten and two. You're telling
1: me you're not good with Oregon State at ten and two if you're the Big Twelve. But is DJ Uiunguila going to be the dude? I think that's a huge question. But anyway, you look uh, Arizona State, Washington State, five and seven. Arizona, four and eight. Stanford, three and nine. Colorado, one and eleven. Let's
0: say. Just for conversation's sake, that Dion somehow figures out three wins. Even at three wins, you're still struggling for for value. Now, here's Momentum. here's the saving grace, though. In, in my opinion, I think that because Brett, your Mark, is very forward thinking, very aggressive in the way he goes about business, I do believe that there is a little bit of help there when you think about. Okay, yeah, if we were to bring Colorado in. I would be able to leverage the hell out of the Dion stuff and we'd be able to do some really cool things that could really make a lot of money for the conference. I think there is some of that, but there's no getting away from the fact that a one, two or a three win season doesn't help your case even a little bit.
1: And I think that's, Not at all. that's, that's what's tough. Not at all. And I think it's a battle and you look at these numbers, bro, if you're Colorado and you go one in 11, you had better hope to high heaven um, that you made that move. Yeah, because I do think Dion's got a very short window, and when I say short window, I think three years. Year one, you go one in eleven; nobody's talking about Dion's hot seat. If you're not bull eligible in year two, Dion Sanders is is under fire. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a significant season in year three, Dion's out. Because I just think there's been too much hype, and you won't have to fire him either. By the way. Because that means he's not recruiting, he's not transfer portaling, he's not developing. You will not have to tell him to leave. He he knows better than that. No. But we'll see what those what those things turn out to be. I don't know. Uh, Starry says Utah football will dominate Harvard, Yale, and the rest of the Ivy League. I mean, so should I laugh at that? So that was a joke. Be better. Like, stuff like that. That's a ridiculous comment. That's a... I don't understand this Utah thing. And somebody needs to, to make me understand it. Yeah, Why the disrespect of Utah? Because you know, goddamn well, they're not going to the Ivy League. And it's the thing that really bothers me is, as a fan, I would think that on some level, at some point in your life, you would be able to have a normal conversation about it. But yet, when it comes to Utah, you are incapable of having an intelligent conversation. You are incapable of talking about the value for Utah. Hey, by the way, is Texas Tech, if, if you want to really break balls, is Texas Tech slated to go 11-1? and <coughs> Because <coughs> <coughs> I don't think they are. Is Utah... In a conference, by the way, with USC, who widely is regarded as a national championship-caliber football team today, yeah, are you are you in a conference where USC is going to go eleven and one, and you're going eleven and one as well? You're not, and I, I'm worn out on this idea that well, oh, Utah sucks, Mountain West, Ivy, like, and you wonder why people have a problem with the truck stop conference stuff. And you get all aroused and pissed off at a truck stop conference when you make idiot remarks like, oh, in the Ivy League for Utah. Like, it's just, I have very little, I have very little patience for it. Yeah. Because I just think it, what did you just add to the conversation?
0: A dumbass comment.
1: <laughs> like, I, do, I don't get that. Yeah. I don't get it. It's fair. Monty, Big 12 fans are terrified Utah will be the new Texas. That's why. I, I don't know, you know, like I think it's one of those things where I think people just don't understand or don't want to understand Utah.
0: Yeah, and I think Utah falls victim to the, uh, to the image nationally of the state of Utah. I think that people think that, you know, oh, it's BYU and it's Utah. And, you know, people think that the religion here like somehow affects uh, an, an 11-in-1 projection. I got news for you, Texas Tech fan. Utah would come to your place and
1: kick the living crap out of you. You know what I got news for you on Kyle Whittingham doesn't care what you think. Yeah, that's also true. I would agree with that. He beat USC last year, not once, twice. Yeah, They won the Pac-12 championship two years in a row in a football conference that was better than the Big 12. By a good margin. So you want to talk basketball? Okay, different conversation. The Pac-12 football conference was better than the Big 12 football conference last year. Thank you to the state of Oklahoma for that. But the Pac-12 was a better football conference than the Big 12 last year. That's the bottom line. So you slandering Utah shows me you don't know Utah. Yeah. It's the bottom line, dude. Right? Like, it's just not. Yeah. Anyway. All right, Um, Gary says, because outside of Utah, people don't rate Utah and overlook it like Idaho and Nebraska. Nothing good ever happens in Utah. Outside of Utah, it has been a bad reputation, which I'm fine with. But if you watch this show on a regular basis, like Starry does, and Starry, I don't mean to pick on you. It's not personal. When you watch this show on a daily basis, if you don't know how good Utah is, you're not paying attention to this show. Yeah. Because we take a ton of heat for supporting Utah, a ton of it. Our BYU listeners cannot stand. I hear it all, the, pretty much on a daily basis. Why don't you talk so much Pac-12? Why don't you talk so much Utah? Why don't you talk about Kalani and recruiting? Well, because people are here to talk about the Pac-12. Yeah. And Utah's in the Pac-12. And when we talk about football in the Big 12, trust me, we'll talk about BYU and everybody else in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. It's what we do on this show. Every single day during football season. But right now, Utah is in the center of what's going on in the Pac-12. Yeah. Best. You know. Uh, let's see. It's fair, says Texas is in a bad way and not a good way. I actually think this is make or break for Sarka, Texas. You're not starting the kid with the last name Manning on his jersey. You better win. Whether <laughs> he deserved the job or not, you better win. And you have an elite defensive football staff. Elite, you're supposed to be the dude, Sark. Like he, he, It's make or break for him. Agreed. Um, the big three-legged Texan. Utah football is the big daddy of all football. Okay. Okay. Andrew says, it may not be the best comment, but just skip it. Okay. Cougar tracks. By the way, we don't skip anybody that's a member of the show. Cougar tracks because Ute fans are arrogant and feel they're better than everyone else. I can't argue with that. I cannot. I do not on a regular basis enjoy Twitter. Be tweeting. Hello. Hello. Tweeting with Utah fans because they're likes to fight guy, and then you meet them in person and like, oh, you have a great show, man. Thanks so much. 2 face, like, dude. You're you're likes to fight guy. You know, Ron Loney. Utah is part of the quote flyover conference now, right? Which is <laughs> which is worse? <laughs> which is worse? The truck stop conference. Hey, just so you know, just so you know, there are truck stops in this country that are not in the Big Twelve. Foot what? Point. I know. Whoa! whoa. I know. Whoa. Get crazy. Whoa! <laughs> whoa, dude. Like, chill. who's the idiot that came up with truck stop conference? There are truck stops in every conference. We get it. You go to Flying J a lot, okay? We get it. By the way, last time I checked. There's no, like, they didn't close the skies over the Big 12 or the SEC. So airplanes fly over every conference. Yeah, there's no no no-fly zone, bro. Man, I wish we were in the Pac-12 so we could fly on aeroplanes. We are stuck in these RVs.
0: Delta's happy to fly over Nebraska, dude. We're fine.
1: Tell you what, Jimmy took a dump in the RV bathroom, Dad, and it's not good.
0: Yeah, he had a, quote, incident. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, Cowboy Country Okie State fan says Utah's a great football a great program in football I've seen their stadium in person they are a legit good football team two time Pac-12 champs Rice Eccles Stadium and I will I will fight you for this Rice Eccles Stadium is the best home field advantage in the Pac-12 yeah and one of the best in the country Uh, San Diego State Glenn says San Diego State has a greater trajectory than Oregon State you should not smoke, Iowa. <laughs> Glenn, dude, I
0: love you, bro. I really do. As you
1: sip. You... San Diego State has a greater trajectory than Oregon State.
0: SoCal versus rural Oregon, guy. You need to understand something
1: here. SoCal versus rural Oregon with nice new facilities. You can't summarily pass on San Diego. Oh, yes, okay. you can, sir. Let me, let me explain, Glenn. Research Stadium is a P5 building. And it is newly renovated. Snapdragon, dare I say, is not a P5 stadium. It is very small and i would also say it's beautiful now you want to talk about sunset you want to talk about where you should get the best chicken burrito or you know tamales or any kind of mexican food i don't know what cocks have to do with it but my point is that's san diego nobody loves them some la jolla golf like the money show yeah But Oregon State draws more water than San Diego State because Oregon State's in a P5 conference and ESPN will pay for Oregon State to join the Big 12. Yeah. Now the issue is also, when you look at San Diego State, has the football team lived up to it? Mm. Has San Diego (laughs) State lived up to the billing? And I know, let's get crazy, Has San Diego State basketball, outside of this year, has San Diego State basketball lived up to it? Are either one of those P5 programs? And with all due respect, I'm going to say San Diego State football, in my opinion, and look, I get it. Don Coriel, bro. Those were the 60s and 70s.
0: You haven't been that guy since Rashad Penny left for the league.
1: And you haven't won a conference championship since (laughs) 2017, 2016. God bless Rocky Long. Right? So if I just go back and I say, okay, well, it's nice that you go to, like, what's a bowl San Diego State's been to? The New Mexico Bowl. It's nice that you go to the, I believe they go to the Hawaii Bowl or the... They stay home and play in the Uh, Poinsettia Bowl. uh, The
0: famous Idaho Potato Bowl in 2013. Thank you.
1: But how could I forget, you know, that big 25-23 loss to middle tennis?
0: The Frisco Bowl.
1: You get what I'm saying. So you're bowl eligible, but you're not. And remember, it's the Mountain West. Oh, they're mid. Literally mid. And you're not winning that league. But for the last, and I think it was 2016, but Glenn will correct me. Seven years since you won the conference and Boise ain't been Boise for a minute So if we're talking about if we are talking about hey We got to get this done because we're a p5 program and our trajectory is better than oregon state By what design is your trajectory better now? Admittedly, Scott Barnes, the athletic director, who is a phenomenal human, almost died. The Oregon State athletic director almost died. He had a heart attack recently. That dude is a phenomenal athletic director. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying J.D. Wicker's bad at his job. But J.D. Wicker's got you twisting in the wind now with this Seth Davis plant job. And his refusal to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about trajectory... What is, it that, what is it that we're talking about trajectory that is better? Because you have a stadium that I think, what does Snapdragon hold? 35,000? Yes. Snapdragon's 35,000. But to get to a P5, you'd have to expand it already because you're going to need probably 45, 50,000. And I'm assuming, I'm assuming it has the footprint to expand it.
0: You but, are correct. By the way, the last time they won the conference was twenty sixteen.
1: Seven years, right? Now Oregon State—that's a basketball school—but now all of a sudden they're projected because they've they've had this run up now mm-hmm. in football. And research just got. And I should look up research before I m- make an idiot of myself. Research Stadium just got this awesome upgrade. And I'd also remind you they just beat Oregon at Research Stadium, right? Right? So Research Stadium gets this massive upgrade and it's completely renovated, right? And it's just a it's a football palace at this point. The thing is unbelievable. And it only holds twenty-six thousand. So when we talk about trajectory, you both got new stadiums, but research stadium, in my opinion, is far more leverageable than then you are at, at snapdragon because you've already played massive games of consequence in recent times and you've won yeah and you've won and you have momentum in the program and you have a brand new president at the university and you have a, a phenomenal athletic director i i just disagree i just disagree that it is a that it is a somehow better trajectory at San Diego state, because Glenn, the question I would ask you, and I think this is a phenomenal conversation. Yeah. I think it's incredibly important. Where San Diego state can end up. Yeah. And furthermore with everybody that's excited. Does San Diego state leave the mountain West? Because again, as we've reported exclusively on this show, San Diego state is not given notice verbally or in writing to the mountain West conference that they are leaving. And they have about a month to do that. Mm-hmm. They have five weeks to do that. Are they going to change conferences? Hmm. I think this is a, this is a really important. It's a really important conversation.
0: Yeah. So they, it's $153 million project at Reiser. Yep. It's being expanded to 45,000 seats, 45674. Yep. Uh, and it includes a 150 by 30 foot. Pro star digital video display screen so a massive video board so I mean they're it, they're they're doing a ton and and you and you, they're only able to do this because I think the number was they got a 50 million dollar uh, uh, uh gift yes. fr- uh, from a donor so you have people funding to build this stadium to what it can really be and I just think when you look at it it's like yeah sure I don't disagree Southern California is nice but But, dude, like, I agree. You got to be at least 40,000 seats. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying that's the minimum. And 45,000 for Oregon State feels proper. It does feel proper.
1: And it's – the thing is a palace. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at photos, renderings, and the the grandstand that they rebuilt. (laughs) Dude. Yeah. It's – I mean – It's awesome, dude. San Diego State's value is in the Mountain West. The biggest issue is I don't think that San Diego State, if you add them to the Big 12, what's the climb look like? Right? Because you're going to have to recruit and develop and all that good stuff. And how long till you get a full share? And what kind of money are you going to make? Because you are going to take less money. There is, there is no, no doubt about doubt. that. You are going to take less money to, all the respect. to, to join the, the, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm just saying, you're going to take less money. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. You know, we were talking about that uh, bicycle um, donation event that they had last weekend for The Advocates. Last year, they collected 207 bikes. This year, they collected 495 bicycles. Yeah! 495 yeah, dude. bikes donated. Yeah. And the advocate, I mean, that's unbelievable. And that's what I'm talking about, you guys, with the advocates. I just, the community initiatives that they do on their own volition to give back to the community to the tune of 495 bicycles donated. That's unbelievable. How many other law firms are doing that? How many other law firms are busy counting their, their, their donations versus, hey, you know what, man? We got to get those consultation fees rolling in. Mm-hmm. See, because at the advocates, they don't, you don't pay the advocates. You literally do not pay them anything up front. You don't pay them unless and until they win your case. That's when you pay the advocates. So no consultation fees, no big retainers. You can, you can talk to an attorney live online. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Not a bot, not a chat function, not AI. A live human attorney, 24/7, 365, at no cost. Theadvocates.com, Utahadvocates.com, and again, to donate 495 bicycles to their community is amazing. That's amazing. The 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 work that that does, the equity and the value that that provides. The advocates are amazing. It's why we're proud to have him on our show. It's why we, we, I love Hamlin Allen and the other attorneys on because the advocates are all about helping you first. Let's talk money later. Let's help you right now because they know when you call an attorney, an injury attorney, it's usually not the best day of your life. Yeah, You've been in a bicycle accident. You've been in a motorcycle accident. You got hurt at work. They do phenomenal workman's comp. Many of our listeners who have gotten injured at work have gone to the advocates. People rave about the job that they do for, you know, car accidents, bicycles, motorcycles, absolutely. They help you in those situations. The job they do on workman's comp, phenomenal. If you got hurt at work and your boss is like, oh, Jim, we got you, Jimmy, don't worry about it. Worry about it. Because your workman's comp insurance, those guys are out to make sure that they pay you as little as possible. But what's gonna happen? Like, are are you going to be the best version of yourself if you broke your arm, if you tore a rotator cuff, if you have a serious injury, are you ever gonna be 100% of what you used to be? The advocates help you get there. They make it so you don't worry about your medical bills, you worry about your health. That's why you need somebody to fight for you, the advocates, theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show, Darren uh, Taylor. The pack will stay together in some form, at least six or eight teams due to the college football playoff contract for 24, 25. Okay, so let me ask you, who are those six to eight teams? They have 10 in the conference right now. So let's just go with those 10. And let's say we're right. $25 million is the number. Let's say they get a TV deal for $20 million. Who's the first one out? Hmm. Okay, well, let's play by the numbers. I think Arizona is one. Arizona State's two. Okay, now you're down to eight. Okay, well, let's pretend Oregon and Washington, because I think it's very likely they go to the Big Ten. Pack your shit. Let's go. Now you're down to six. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Colorado's gone. Now you're down to five. Come on, let's go, Schlepprock. At a minimum, I think if you come in under $25 million, you're going to lose half of the ten teams. At a minimum... And if Oregon and Washington go, I don't think the Big Ten's coming for four. I think they're coming for six. Yeah. UCLA, USC, Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal.
0: Makes perfect
1: sense. Okay, so now you've lost those four. You've lost two more in Arizona. That's six. You've lost Colorado. That's seven. So now you're down to three. Oregon State, Washington State, and Utah. I think you're going to lose Utah. Now you're down to two. Um. And by the way, you've lost eight now. Now the Big 12 takes Gonzaga. Well, that's nine they're adding. So what are they going to do? They need probably to add 10. Gonzaga. So they're going to add Oregon State. Washington State goes to the Mountain West. Now what's more likely? That scenario I just presented to you or eight teams somehow stay in the Pac-12, making far less revenue. And let's talk about Washington State. The story we presented to you First, right here on the Monty Show yesterday. Yeah. That Washington State had a faculty uprising, as it was described to me. Even tweeted out an internal memo that went out from President Schultz. Tweeted it out. It's on my Twitter, the Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, the Monty Show. So they're already strapped for cash. They have one of the smallest athletic budgets in the conference, Washington State. Yeah. They have a hiring freeze. They have a spending freeze. Now, essentials, they're paid for. People's salaries, training tables, food, you travel, they're doing it. You need new helmets? Nah, I can't do that right now. Hey, yeah, we need, a new, we need a new tape gun. Nah, can't do that right now. So they've frozen new spending, they've frozen new hiring, and they're doing that because their TV revenue's down, Number one, I think that's a big deal. Yeah, Their TV revenue is down. They have a $50 million shortfall with Comcast. So now all of a sudden. Oh, hang on, hang on. Uh, Let's see, Uh, let's see, Uh, okay. Now all of a sudden, Brett Yormar comes to the door. (laughs) Hey, Taylor Randall, good to see you. How the Utes doing these days?
0: Waves in opposition
1: hey, uh, why don't you come and join us in the Big 12? Because you've already lost six other members. Gonzaga. So you tell me, what do you think is more likely? That six to eight of these 10 members who are left are going to stay and take $20 million, (coughs) let's say. (coughs) And I think if ESPN's at nine and maybe less than that, let's say they go with the CW and they get 15 from the CW per school per year. And they get four for ESPN to have one game on stream. <coughs> mm-hmm. $19 million. Because that's one scenario that was presented to me. Um. $150 million from the CW. $4 million from ESPN for ESPN+. Plus. $19 million. If you're Washington State, did you just flatline? Did your heart just stop? Because you're at $19 million. If you are Stanford Cal, Oregon and Washington, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado and Utah, what does $19 million mean to you? You know what Hell it means? No. That's a six million dollar pay cut at a minimum. And your costs have not gone down with that. Your costs have only gone up. You're paying your coaches more, you're renovating your stadiums. You know. Costs have gone up. Cost to pay security guards, that's gone up. Cost to pay concessionaires, that's gone up. Cost to turn the light bill on, that's gone up. So all your expenses have gone up. Tape for athletes' ankles are more expensive. Softballs for the team, more expensive. You're going to take a $6 million haircut on your TV deal, and you got to pay Comcast $50 million. I want more. I mean, I would like this to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. If that scenario is real. David Hackett, Pete Thamel and Brett McMurphy both stated yesterday that Oregon and Washington, we talked about that, Absolutely. Big Jack 512. Did he bring any Papa Murphy's? He didn't bring any Papa Murphy's. Raider Mark, if you love college, what is happening is sad. Lots of rivalries. Travel is further for fans. College football is really now a business. Oh, my God. Yes. Been a
0: business, my man.
1: How do we, not, way, have, how do we not have BYU and Utah every single season?
0: By the way, while we're at it, why don't we just get out in front of this thing and say every university is a, is a uh, corporate business?
1: Can we just say that? Because that's coming. That's coming. Greg Hawkins, how are you? Happy uh, Father's Day to you. I think they're going to stay. And not only that, I think it's going to be above 20 million dollars. We'll see. Okay, so let's play the game. Yeah, where do they get 20 million dollars? I feel
0: from? like we need some game show music.
1: <laughs> I'm being like, this is <laughs> like, where I'm at with this Pac-12 yeah. TV thing. Because if you think they're north of 20 million, where does the 20 million come from? Yeah, who's paying more? Because if ESPN was paying you $20 million, you'd that deal would be on paper already, right? Yep, yep. If NBC was paying you $20 million, that deal would be on paper already. Oh, that's and, right. They went to the league, though. And by the way, if ESPN or NBC was paying you $20 million, you would take that, and I think you would keep all 10 members.
3: This case is
1: empty. Because it's ESPN, so we're getting linear and stream, $20 million. Okay, we can make up, we can be creative, we can brand, we can do other things. Right, yeah. NBC Universal, well, we're going to get Peacock, so we're getting the cock. Who doesn't love some cock? Um, Bro,
0: I'm sorry. Did you just say, who doesn't love some cock?
1: Yeah, Peacock's a great streaming app. cock?
0: Discock. cock? Grow up. Not, every- in opposition.
1: not everything is about the organ, my friend. Well, Everybody I- is outraged. That's a lie, because it is. Uh, oh, God. Jet Wayman's here. All right, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Jack? Good to see you. Um, I, uh, listen. And that we do need to get to LeBron. But I'm telling you right now, my friends, where are you getting $20 million from? And by the way,
0: it needs to be said, we're not rooting for the Pac-12 to fail. I just don't think that there's... I'm trying to understand where they're going to get the extra money. Because trust me, let me just say this too. For all the 247s out there. Dude, I would love to talk golf, baseball, hockey, NBA... I'd love to talk about all this other stuff happening, but we can't because this thing is number one right now. So I'd love to see the Pac-12 be 25 or 30 mil. We'll love that. We'll love everyone to stay together. But I don't, I legit, like, and I'm not even being stubborn or red ass. I don't know where they're going to get it. And I would love to think, okay, well, maybe Apple will throw in a, a nugget. Right? Like maybe Apple comes in, but they don't, they don't want to do that cuz they're an all or nothing proposition.
1: But that's not been their business model. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. That's not been their business model, right? So Yeah. I'm just uh, all I'm saying is if it's going to be above $20 million. Yeah. I think the only way that happens is if ESPN pays more. That's the only way it happens. And it because NBC Universal, we were told point blank with the NBA deal, or NFL, 110 million dollars for Peacock. I said Peacock anyway for a Peacock to stream one NFL playoff game. Peacock, hundred and ten million dollars the cock is paying for that. Peacock, like that's a lot of money, right? So we were told they're out on that. Okay, I can get down with that. So. I think the only way NBC Universal gets back in is the Big Ten TV deal falls apart. And sorry to tell you, that's not going to happen if you're a Pac 12 fan. Yeah. I know, reset. So is Ion Scripps coming to the table? Brian Lawler's been on this show many times. The boss at Scripps Sports and said absolutely not. Yeah. Okay, so the CW. We told you, we've talked to people at the top of the CW, and those people are telling us. Pac-12 asked for $400 million in a national deal. No, no, no. Where they're on every CW station. And the CW doesn't want to do that. The CW wants a regional deal, much to his credit, like Brian Lawler's deal with the WNBA. Mm, yeah, Give me a big a Pac-12 doubleheader on the CW every Saturday. Yep. And we'll pay $150 million a year. And by the way, put one, put one game on ESPN+. Plus. And the .dot com, four million bucks. I think that's what I think that's what it's worth. I think it's worth forty million dollars a year. Yeah,
0: I just I don't know the- how you get further than that.
1: And I've tried, and I've asked, I've asked. How do you how do you get more than that? Yeah. How do you get more than that? Because Fox is not offering a substantial amount of money. Amazon Prime Sports is out, unless the deal is. I mean, Amazon has their hands in so many different things that the the deal would just have to be ridiculous. And as we told you on this show, and we are the only ones that reported it until everybody picked it up four months later, Amazon was only ever in on a Friday night Pac-12 game of the week. Yep. They were never in on tier one. They were never in on. Yep. So I just Greg I would I would love I would love to see the Pac-12 schools Get 25 million bucks because that would put all Of this to bed yep I don't know how to get there I don't know how to get there I would Love to I would love to figure out how to Get there but I don't know how you get there Ron Loney ESPN turned on their California Liberal college friends Why Ron Why Raider Mark uh, Should should have listened to you guys about All in on streaming they should have I'm telling you now, they're, the right move for them, dude, they should have gone all in on Amazon Prime Sports. But if, they didn't. If it, ever, if it was ever a possibility. All right. I should probably eat my crow well or my ribeye steak. Because um, it's time for Monty Makes You Money, or in this case, buys you steak. <coughs> Teddy Wayman said <coughs> that the Nuggets had beat the Lakers, and they did. I owe Teddy Wayman a ribeye, and I'm happy to do it. Happy to do it. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing Teddy and handing him my meat, and it'll be... Whoa. It'll be fine.
0: What? Handing Teddy your meat? I will you grow up? Hiscock.
1: Not everything's Cold about the pig.
0: Dude. I need a dick. I... <laughs> I need a dick in me.
1: I, what? You said it. I'm talking about a ribeye steak. Oh, dude. I so lost, sorry, dude. I lost sorry. a bet to Teddy Wayman on the Lakers Nuggets series. My bad. I owe Teddy Wayman a ribeye steak. I'm unfamiliar with it. My bad. There's no reason, there's no reason for you to be constantly and obsessively talking about your unit like this. Waves in
0: opposition. Anita Dick is an opponent. Waves in opposition. Holden Hiscock is also an opponent.
1: (laughs) Hiscock. My favorite part of that video is not what he says, but the girl going, watch the girl, watch the girl on the right right side of the screen. Waves in opposition.
0: Anita Dick is an opponent. (laughs)
1: Because she knows. Waves in
0: opposition. Holden Hiscock is also an opponent. She knows.
1: Hiscock. His <laughs> dude. I owe Teddy Wayman a steak and I'm happy to pay it. Yeah. Teddy, you want to hook up this weekend? Well it- dude, why? <laughs> dude, can you get a room, please? I'm so bricked up right now. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Here I am. See Kaufman. Yeah, Jake, a ribeye is not a tube stick. <laughs> Hiscock. <laughs> Tony Clifton, Jack Me agrees agrees. <laughs> Hugh Janus Tom hi Tom what other bets do you want to make I'm (laughs) all for this game (laughs) okay Tom no 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 Jackson Graham it's not funny stop laughing
3: Ain't no reset it is
1: funny is Is Teddy here where did Teddy where did you go Teddy probably Jeff the tile king of Utah Wayman Yeah, by the way, Teddy Wayman is a tile savant. If you guys need tile work, reach out to Teddy Wayman. Uh, LeBron gave your ribeye away. He did. dude. He did. Um, Let's do Monty Makes You Money. Then we'll talk about Lakers and LeBron. Hey, Monty. Uh, Hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. (laughs) Nice meet, bro. (laughs) Boston Celtics. Miami Heat. Himmy Butler. Yeah. Minus one, 217 for the Heat. Yeah. 6.30 6.30 on TNT, Turner Network Television. The dynasty is not over! Well, for Boston it is. Yeah. I don't know that it's tonight. That minus one makes you a little nervous. Boom. Out of here. Now, one rule we're instituting on the show Yeah, is if you type into the comments section, Jalen Brown should, work, should play for the Utah Jazz, you need to ceremoniously block yourself because he's been terrible (laughs) dude he has been terrible guys guys
0: guys 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 uh 50 dms later guys 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 you know do you think that danny angel trade for a boston celtic player dude i don't want jalen brown on my team
1: i don't that's the part that i don't understand but anyway uh where you at on this game minus one to the heat who you like this series is over and marcus smart is over
0: marcus smart and i believe it was jalen brown might have been Tatum, can't remember, can run out here in the media and talk about, hey, don't let us win one. Don't let us win one. We're going, you know, don't let us win one. And all I have to say is, they don't need to worry about you winning one because you got to win four in a row at this point, man. Ain't no reset. There there is no reset happening in this series, bro. I got news for you guys. Ain't no
1: reset. Yeah, I I I think the series is over. The question is, will it be a sweep?
0: Yeah, so my take on this is, Miami is going to win this game. They are going to cover that number. And Boston is going to be broken up. Do anybody see this report on Boston? Boston. About how allegedly, and
1: it's just a report. Allegedly.
0: Hey, there's growing sentiment inside the Boston locker room that these guys are are growing tired of fake liking each other. Anyone see that today?
1: You know, the interesting part about that is I think Missoula has been a huge mistake. Yeah. And they gave him a contract extension mainly because Ime Yudoka before him was such a disaster off the floor. And Joel Mazzula, by all accounts, is everybody's all American. Mm-hmm. But he's a terrible leader, apparently. And he doesn't have a player on that team. And we talked about this with Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart ain't that dude. Nope. And he's not a unifier. And Jason Tatum does not appear to be a unifier. And Jalen Brown feels like a guy who's after Jalen Brown. I think that this is absolutely this current roster reaping the damage of bad decisions like bringing Al Horford back. Yeah. Like keeping Marcus Smart on the roster. Like overpaying Jalen Brown would be a massive mistake because he's in in line now for a supermax contract and i'm not paying that for a guy who's been terrible you're not that guy pal trust me you're not that guy and if i'm the best in celtics i'm tearing this thing down and i'm building it around jason tatum again that's i think that's the only move you yes. can make
0: yes and i think there's going to be a lot of big names that move around now the word is Harden's basically you can book it to Houston like that. He's all in on that. And then there's I don't rumors. Know if I'm buying that. I don't know that I'm buying it either. But my point is, is we know Harden's going somewhere and there now there's these rumors that the Lakers had internal discussions about Trey young. Cause well, I want
1: the Lakers to have Trey young. But again, again, I, I still maintain what I have heard for months and months that Kyrie's going to wind up with the Lakers. And I think when you look mm-hmm. at Trey young. I think Trey Young is absolutely a guy that, if I had to guess, I think Trey Young winds up in Portland. I think Damn. Trey Young ends up in Portland, and I think that that's the guy that. And it, I don't know. I, I, guess this goes back to what do you think about game. But here, and no, there, you got to pick the game tonight, my man.
0: No, I'm picking it. Yeah, Miami win cover and two seventeen. You gotta over. take over. Yeah, over. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Win cover over. So one hundred and eight a, a pair. I'm gonna take uh, Bastin in the under. Damn, I think Bastin in the under. Okay. By the way, real quick, Imani makes you money. You savages. Hey, Imani. You are savages. <clears <clears <throat> who told you about the? <throat> who told Did you about say the cock floor again? Cook. Who told His you cock. about who told you about Kachuk and the Panthers? Kachuk. Go, just give me credit in the comments. Go ahead, man. Go on, yo. I know that you didn't want to hear about, about Kachuk scoring another game winner. I know you didn't want to hear about them winning again last night. They're up 3-0. Oh, I know Carolina, that hurricane, I'm going to put the eye of the storm right in that butthole, Monty. Right in that butthole, Monty. Probably got carried away. Hugh Janus. Where are you guys at on the Boston series? Saul Goodman. Is Bastin gonna bend over? I need I a dick. I've heard he's a great power forward. Wow. Um, You know, ooh, apparently it is uh, quite, quite powerfully. Every, I'm, I'm just. Go ahead. Can I have one night where I can just go chip and puck golf balls and not think about all the, oh, by the way, ass hattery that's gone on? Are, are we moving on from sports now? Are we going in the non-sports? No, sports we're not because okay. we have to talk about Bronny first. Oh, okay. Um yeah. Better Call Saul also says Lakers and Celtics trade uh, AD for Jalen. Not a chance in the world. Not a, no, AD went through the playoffs healthy. Rob Palinka is going to be stupid. Oh, there's Jet Wayman. I'm here, guys. Just had to take a cold shower. Well, when you think about getting meat. All right. Deliric Celtics are done because they gave up after game two. I don't even disagree. Yeah um let's see jet wayman boston is going home tonight want to double agree, want a double or nothing yes, that's sta- no yeah no. yeah I he does i don't i don't <laughs> kelly parks what's up kelly uh lebron to the suns no chance oh what are you no talking chance. about man nate davis the jazz are going to get a the third pick they're going to trade uh in boston is going to be out and i think tatum will be the utah jazz the bro boston what are you Celtics. talking about man there is no chance the Boston Celtics trade Jason Tatum. Hey, look at me. I will shave every hair off my body if they. If hey Nate. They, Nate um, um
0: Hey, can I get the ayahuasca connection that you have, please? Can, can I get that? <laughs> I from just. Me, bro? You
1: guys, if in all honesty, ask yourself why would you trade Jason Tatum? You wouldn't.
0: The problem is, is you don't have the right group of guys, right? Like, remember, you guys remember what was that? Two seasons ago, the Marcus Smart thing, where they were thinking about trading Marcus Smart or, like, where's Marcus Smart going to go, that whole thing. That's turned out to be a defining moment, as usual, the trades you don't make, right? That's turned out to be a defining thing. And, again, Marcus Smart can run his mouth about how don't let us win one, and, like, he's he talks a lot, talks a lot. And, for me, I just think... They don't have the goods, and they haven't had the goods going all the way back to LeBron versus Tatum when Bron was in Cleveland and they did the whole chest bump thing. You haven't had the goods since then. The difference is is that you were a young team then, so you lived under that excuse. But now it's like, hey, bro, Tatum's passing it in clutch moments. What the hell? Like, what are we doing? and again this is where the joe missoula thing comes in because i think if emay was still there and i'm not advocating for emay to still be there totally agree he should have been fired but if emay was still there that never happens they're going to the nba finals in my opinion but he's not so you're not
1: and by the way jt's owed 105 million dollars in the next three years Andy i know reset a, Andy has a player option yeah come on did he make all nba uh, i believe he did yeah i think he's eligible for a 200 million dollar extension let me verify that real quick like are you serious you guys this is getting out of control another reckless driving arrest in the georgia football program you have got Dude, to are be kidding serious? me senior wide receiver marcus uh rosemy uh jackson was charged with speeding maximum oh, god dog it speeding maximum limits oh my god with these stupid ads and reckless driving tuesday um a court and booked into the Athens Clark County Jail, dude. I'm telling you, Georgia's not winning the national championship again. By not the, this year.
0: Uh, oh, where to go? Where to go? Where to go? By the way, uh, Tatum. Yeah, it's not 200 million dollar extension, bro. It's 318 million dollars. Excuse,
1: Excuse me, my bad. F- he's eligible <laughs> for a five year, bro, dude. I'm telling you, they're not trading. Five Jason year,
0: Tatum. 318 million dollars. He's 25 years old. By the way, one wrinkle to that. Ooh. He's eligible to sign that next season. Can't sign it this year. Next year. Uh, McKinley Cutler, the cookie king of... you. Where are
1: my cookies, dude? Yeah, dude,
0: where's the next box of cookies, God bro? God almighty. Like,
1: I, we're, we're just over here starving. We're road Rude! I, I Please don't send me cookies. <laughs> fact! <laughs> fact! Hmm. Fact! Yep, I am. Uh, the only way the Jazz have a chance at that third pick is trading Laurie, and I would rather have Laurie. They're not going to trade Laurie. No, nah, you're not trading Laurie. Jet Wayman, uh, I don't want Tatum or Brown in Utah. I want a damn championship. Go in. Right? Let's That's go. That's what I'm saying, Teddy.
0: By the way, uh, how long am I going to have to wait for that
1: fresh TV deal for the Utah Jazz? Still haven't heard it. Still have not heard it. Um, let's see. McKinley Cutler, the Jazz don't have what the Blazers want. I would agree. Jet says, uh, he made first team all NBA. There you go. Um, McKinley Cutler, the Jazz are not far enough into their rebuild to go for a guy like Tatum or Brown on a max. Uh, I, I think that could change quickly though. I think they have every asset they want to be however far in they want. Yeah. Uh, Jet says, bro, it's coming down hard in Riverton. My wife just told me that my wife said it's thunder, lightning and pouring rain. So in the Southeast Valley of Jota, 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 we'll see about that. Of course, because of course it is jet because I wanted to go golf tonight. Yeah. Well, good luck. Yeah. Uh, The jazz are not far enough. Okay. I said that already. Saul Goodman, Georgia. That's because they're, they're using speed. Get it.
0: Yeah. I wonder if he uh, consulted Jalen Carter or what the deal was, you
1: know, uh, has going to Los Angeles been a mistake for LeBron James. Hmm. Mm-mm. Well, first of all, I guess the question is, do you think he retires? Hell no. No, not a chance. He, I, I think he was emotional last night. Totally good. This it. is only
0: round one of the Tom Brady, we're going to retire, then unretire. And my kid's not coming to play with like, me. He's on, going dude. to
1: USC. By the way,
0: uh, again, and I feel like everyone just skips over this. He literally structured his contract with the Lakers so that he's a free agent when Bronny's going to get drafted. So let's not pretend like... This guy's not going to play with Bronny. It's happening. Now. It's happening.
1: Um, was it a mistake for LeBron to go to the Lakers? I'm going to say that it was a mistake.
0: Mm. Because
1: you won a bubble championship. And people qualify that. I do not. It's a championship. Yeah. But you have not done anything since. And I think last night, LeBron... The funny thing about last night is... LeBron damn near had a 40-point triple-double, and people are like, oh, LeFlop! oh, he sucks. Oh, I'm glad he's gone. Sort it's of a like,
2: natural reflex.
1: Hey, it's cool. You can hate LeBron, but you will respect LeBron. Yeah. LeBron was not the issue with the Lakers. LeBron does not flop more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's wild, and I get it. LeBron's very good, and people hate LeBron because he's good, and I, I get that. But you, me, and everybody else that's a basketball fan would – Just do just about anything. Man, the weather is getting real. Now there is a uh, severe thunderstorm warning in our area until 6.15. Damn. Let's get real. Uh, You, me, and everybody else would do whatever we had to do to, A, get you to hit the like button right now, and to get LeBron on your team in his prime.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: If you could have been the heat, you'd have done the same thing. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, you would have. You would too have. If he just said, hey, I want to wear the note on my chest. Oh, God damn. We keep in it real Bro. in the skies over Utah. Bro. Dude. You guys, here's the thing. Real quick. And I'll get back to LeBron. Real quick. Can I just tell you that the weather forecast in Utah has to be the most difficult weather forecast in the entire country? It has to be. Because they're never right. No. Not, it was supposed to be scattered storms, and there was almost no chance we were getting rain in our area. And this thing that's happening over here is, like, legit. This radar that Jake is trying to Bluetooth over to my computer so I can put it on the show trying here, guys is crazy. Crazy. Like, it is one of the craziest things I have seen. Mm-hmm. And it was not supposed to be this way. It was supposed to be scattered storms and everything's going to be fine. Go ahead, chip and putt. Plan on chipping and putting there, fat ass. No. Anyway, my point is, everybody would have taken LeBron on their team. Yeah. Everybody. And because he's not on your team, he sucks and he flops and he's LeChoke and he's LeCap and he's mm-hmm. everything else that everybody talks about and LeBron's no, this. To hate because he's good. He's good. You know, he's, not, think- he's not good. He is... And now I don't think he is anymore. But up until about the the foot injury, he was still the best player in the NBA.
0: Yeah, and, and I and I and I agree. Like I think he's he's up there. I think he's still better than nine out of ten guys. I still think he's, I agree with he's, him. He he's, said he's right that last night. He's yeah. better
1: than ninety nine percent of the league. Yeah, I still think and, he's way up there. Ooh man, you guys look at this, bro. God damn, that is a line of storms, yeah, right? Dude. That's what we call. Storms lit. That is what we call storms. Yeah. Hope you got good tires on your car. That's a line of storms. Holy cow! And that was twenty minutes ago. Well, it's been nice knowing you guys. That's crazy. But my point is, if you are if you are an NBA fan, you don't have to like LeBron. You got to respect him, mm-hmm. right? And the other thing I thought was so amazing was. Everybody that was like, oh, LeBron sucks. Nikola Jokic is better. LeBron doesn't have to suck for you to like Nikola Jokic or respect him. Yeah. He doesn't. Nikola Jokic is arguably the best player in the NBA right now. Yeah. Maybe not even arguably. Does that mean he should have won the most valuable player award? No. Because the best player in the NBA is not who wins the MVP award. LeBron James has had... Almost by every definition, the best career ever had in the NBA. Three Hall of Fame careers in one. Best career ever. Yeah. And I'm a Jordan guy. Does that make LeBron the best player ever? Nah, and that's probably a different discussion. But you can say he flops or he bitches at the refs. Okay, tell me who your favorite player is then. Tell me who your favorite player is who doesn't talk to the officials. Evan Durant. Mine's Devin Booker, and he talks to the officials all the goddamn time. Regularly. All the time. I will say, though, I think Book talks less. He does talk less. He does. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Steve Stepanik. I don't like LeBron James because he sold his soul to the devil. He does the... Uh, okay. The Bafmoot ritual before... The powder throw-up? So did Michael Jordan. Was Michael, did Michael Jordan sell his soul to the devil? in God's name image and likeness I don't care how good he is you can win championships without lebron Okay so has Cleveland? Don't think they have. Uh the Heat since he left. Don't think they have.
0: The Lakers since Kobe. Uh one. Oh but and Oh who? that's right.
1: That's was, right. Was oh. LeBron. oh. oh. So I'm, I, I'm just, I mean, asking for a friend here, Steve. Who, who on that team or who of his previous teams have won a championship without him? Mm. No, I'm just waiting for your answer. Go ahead. Yeah, there's not an answer coming. There's not an answer coming. Uh, that's very true, Monty. Nash won two MVP awards with Kobe Shaq and LeBron in the league. He did. Yeah, he did uh katie raider how's life in katie texas i
0: know she didn't just say how is it shaking today
1: i don't believe katie raider is a woman oh is that true katie raider katie is a city in texas i'm pretty i don't know katie raider reveal yourself yeah uh, hey guys how's it shaking today eh, it's pretty, good. pretty good fair to mid-range yeah fair to mid-range yeah not good fair to mid-range you know um, mckinley cutler he's amazing still top 15 in year 20. totally amazing. agree dude Totally. Uh, better call Saul. Houston sees that kind of weather all the time. I wish we did. I, I lived in Arizona for, I did, let me put it this way. I did a nickel upstate in Arizona. <laughs> we, we. Because it was a sentence, dude. <laughs> I hated Arizona. It was but mainly because it's hot. Well, money. it's a dry heat. Hey, Monty. Uh Yeah, it's a dry heat. And it's still hotter than hell in Arizona. Right? Oh, I like it. it's a dry heat, bro. Cool. Yeah, whatever. It was hot. I hate hot weather. I would much just give me 70 degrees with a slight breeze. I'm good to go. Yep. I'm good to go. Let me travel to play golf. Let me go to the mountains to snowboard and let it be 70 and breezy at my house every day. Anybody know where I can get that? Cause I would love to have that. That would be my idea. Um, Todd James says peach power. Uh, Okay. Okay uh jeremy callahan katie west side of houston that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying uh see sorry fellers katie texas sorry fellers (laughs) i told you it was katie sorry
0: fellers i told you
1: jackson graham what's up Jax? i think Jokic is untradeable like dirk or duncan i would agree with that uh you will lose weight in houston texas dude I sweat more here than I have anywhere else. And I'm do- dude, again, bucked up. If you guys have not got the buck bar from bucked up, go get them because I'm telling you, they're game changers. Uh, Katie Raider says, bing, bing. Exactly right. Uh, that's an orange. Oh, orange, ta- uh, orange power. Let's see if we do an or- I still don't know, but that's fine. All right, real quick. Non-sports topics of the day. Mm-hmm. What are you willing to do for the last hot pocket in the freezer? Cause there it is some I'll drop that mother. Who, um, shot his roommate in the ass. In the ass. So these two fellers. Thank you, Katie. Rader.
2: <laughs> so I said, yeah.
1: These two fellers. These two fellers right here. Now I'm going to stereotype one of these fellers what's up ned here's the hot pocket shooter this gentleman from kentucky kentucky got so upset that his roommate ate the last hot pocket he had physically attacked him and the roommate came back and kicked his ass so little homie here buddy, went and got his gun and shot him in the ass the roommate was trying to leave the house little homie the hungry hot pocket dude shot him in the ass because he ate the last hot pocket dude is first team all cabela's dude first of all dude that neck beard do we know this
0: guy's name did they by chance reference his name
1: i don't want to say his name oh okay because he feels like a ned to me i believe his name is jethro jethro okay he's a bum he is a bum um Would you ever shoot somebody over the last hot pocket? No, I would not. In fact, I would not. Clinton Williams, 64 of Louisville, Louisville. was arrested on one count of assault with a deadly weapon. You know, Clinton, Ned, same thing. Louisville Metro Police got Williams, said Williams got mad because his roommate had eaten the last hot pocket. So, uh, good old Clinton here. Clifton, excuse me. Good old Clifton. Cliffy. Cliffy was so angry that his roommate ate the last hot pot that Cliffy over here picked up tiles off of the floor. They were apparently renovating the kitchen and started hurling tiles at his roommate. Bro. Now see the roommate didn't like that very much. Yeah. Roommate told police he tried to fight back but was starting to leave when Williams went back into the house and got a gun Shot him in the air. Dude. The victim said he went several blocks away to get help. Cliffy was arraigned in Louisville Metro District Court. A not guilty plea was entered. A bond oh. was set at 7500 Cliffy didn't have the money.
0: Oh. So
1: Cliffy ain't got a hot pocket. But he's got fruit salad off of a prison floor. Oh. Because my, my guy is in jail, and his next court date is May 30th. Oh, my God. He's in jail for a long time. Bro. Little Cliffy. And as you can see, I'm going through some shit right now. What's the worst? That they, have you ever? Well, you don't have roommates or girlfriends because you're, you know. You're, Let's settle this right now. You don't have sex, but okay. That's have you had, what's the worst fight you've ever had over food?
0: Worst fight I've ever had over food. Jeez, Um, I don't think I've ever had a fight over food. I can tell you the worst fight I ever had. I had a fight in a locker room with my baseball team in high school. That was pretty fun.
1: You really have never had a fight over food? No, I don't think so, dude. Have you? Yes. Um, This kid, Ryan, who lived across the street from me, we went to school together. Okay. He decided one day that while we were walking out of a, a hot dog stand called scotty's red hot oh yeah that he thought it would be funny to stomp on a ketchup packet and that ketchup packet sprayed all over my leg is this the dagger and i beat wholesale ass for that <laughs> and it led to many other things he picked up a wooden hat oh, drop that mother I used to play a lot of baseball, so I had a wood Louisville slugger bat that was hollow point, like I was very hollow barrel. Mm -hmm. I was very proud of that bat. And he was my size, so it's not like I was picking on a smurf. Mm -hmm. Homie picked up that bat and threw it into a puddle in the middle of a field. Beat wholesale ass then we were playing fast pitch which is a game of baseball against a wall with a square box in it and he hit me with a pitch okay no problem
0: and you play with a tennis ball?
1: no uh, a league ball next pitch he hit me again and I said to him you hit me again I'm going to beat wholesale ass <laughs> <laughs> so what did he do? He hit me again. So and I th- his name
3: is John C. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Little homie learned a lesson that day. <laughs> that Monty, while well, mighty, is also fast. And that's how I look at it. Dude, that bad incident, I actually have guilt over that. Why? Oh, I threw him in the puddle and just beat the crap out of that kid. Did you go like full mount and everything or yeah, what? Uh, no, but I held his face <laughs> under the puddle. <laughs> What's up, big bro? <laughs> his him his brother and me were best friends and this cat just would not stop being a dickhead he, and he paid for it yeah um but me and my brother used to get in the fight like you know just was not good yeah over food all the time but how
0: do you shoot someone over a hot pocket bro
1: yeah i'm not i'm not pulling out a pistol <laughs> But at that point, it had progressed past the hot pocket, I think. Yeah. My question is, how are you throwing tile at somebody over a hot pocket? A dude clearly doesn't have money. Was the 7-Eleven closed? I guess. Yeah. Seems and you, like it. And so you tried to murder the dude over a hot pocket. You know. Uh, Maury Alvarez, my favorite Floridian. Did you hit him low inside and drop him like a sack of bricks? No, but the, one, the last time that him and I got into it over that fast pitch game uh, and this is actually the last physical altercation I ever had willingly um, I punched him right in the face and he started bleeding and I felt so bad mm-hmm. I remember trying to pick him up and he kicked me and so I kicked him in the ass and walked away <laughs> He's a bum I have vivid memories of that I hate fighting the LA fitness incident? Again, not willingly. So we're playing basket pickup basketball. You don't want to play pickup basketball with us. It's nah. just not good for your health. No, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. So we were playing by a um we were playing by a military installation. And so this guy in the military was being a bully. And so we ran him off of a pick and he got blowed up.
0: Yeah. Never saw it coming. Totally sold him.
1: So then Jake backcut him, which meant Jake was at the top of the key and ran to the rack. I threw it to Jake. Jake was in the air and the guy pushed him against a wall. So I threw the guy on the ground and he's like, I'm going to break your leg. And he like wrapped his arm around my leg. And he's like, I'm going to break your leg. I'll bust it in half. And so I stomped on him and then he got up and went after Jake and I ripped the guy's shirt off and he fell on the ground and. And he had on dog tags. And I remember saying to him, what would your commanding officer say to this? Here, why don't we find out? I'll call him. And that's where everybody got involved. They're like, dude, you're going to ruin his career. And But there's that incident. There was an incident in school with this, with this guy who was picking on a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. That, again, God, Keith Horowitz was like the beginning and the end of my life. I'm for real. Um, my friend Keith Horowitz was getting bullied by this guy. Yeah, And so the guy shoved him down like we had at Adelaide Stevenson high school we had these big risers that you could sit on in like a commons area and eat your lunch or whatever and the guy funny enough what did the guy do he threw a pizza pocket a pizza puff at my friend Keith Keith Horowitz so I threw him over the back of the riser damn but he was an asshole he was like a bully but I don't, enjoy, I don't enjoy that stuff.
0: I'm a fucking unit.
1: Jet Wayman says, I'm, de- I'm so down to play pickup basketball with oh, you guys. Dude, d- dude. Be on our team. Don't be on the other team. Because you will get got. Everybody, and, I- and everybody says this. Every- oh, man, no. no it's inevitable. It's in- you're going to get got. I, there is,
0: you do not want this. I'm not saying we win every game. What I'm saying is that. Oh, no. If you're going to talk junk to either of us, you're going to have a problem because inevitably I'm going to get the ball and I'm going to bring it up and you're going to try and come play press and so then I'm going to have to put a shoulder in your chest and it's going to bounce you off me and I'll get the ball across half court and dude's going to be waiting on the block and I'm going to run you to the free throw line and he's going to be waiting for you and you're going to be like, hey, that's a dirty play and everyone around you going to be like, no, it wasn't he was standing still and you ran into him just saying, just
1: saying. anyway, I, I would never get in a fight over food now nah, I'm more mature, but homie over there was like 60-something years old, and he shot it So don't even think about messing with me. Over a Hot Pocket. Yeah. Wild, dude. It's wild. It's, it's absolutely wild. I, yeah. So are you a Hot Pocket guy?
0: I was, yeah. Middle school, big-time Hot Pocket guy. Yep. Loved it. Ranch, you know. Um, yeah, I was There about was it.
1: nothing better than a pizza puff, crinkle-cut french fries, and mayonnaise. Oh, no. Mayonnaise. You say that. You oh. say that. But I'm warning you. I'm warning you. You know. Uh, Jet Wayman, believe me, you'd want me on your team, bro. I do want hey, you on I'm my team. Don't about it, dude. You know. See, the
0: other problem is, too. This is the problem. See, he plays inside and I can shoot. So, ball goes into him and we have this connection. We have this natural chemistry where I'll be in the corner on the far side. He'll get the ball in the post. And somehow, some way. I'll find my way to the wing.
1: He'll find me. Balls in the hoop. It is pouring outside right now. Uh, and the, the biggest problem is I can really pass. Yeah. So it's not hard for me. I'm taller than anybody. I can pass. I can skip pass. I can throw it across. Throw it behind my back. Like, it, 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 always, it always ends that way. Yeah. Truck stop. Truck stop Gumby. Hot pockets were good back in the day. Now, not so much. Now, not so much. Yeah. But you know what I've gotten into? My wife found these amazing non-antibiotic, um, non-GMO chicken nuggets. Nuggies? Oh, they're so good. I, I, I they am, are, I
0: actually can attest. They're really good.
1: They are. I accidentally bought chicken patties, though, this time. Damn. Yeah. But they're good, too. Yeah. They're good, too. It's so. hard not to like chicken. Like- what, is your, what do you <laughs> eat? What's your easy food you eat?
0: Um, easy food that I eat. Um, I love veggie nachos. Big fan of veggie nachos. But those are
1: they're easy to make.
0: Yeah, they're really easy to make. I mean, I, again, these chicken nuggets that you found are are clutch. I mean, I they're good. Yeah, really good. I think. Um, cereal. I love. I'll, I'll have cereal any time of the day. Don't care. Uh, anytime
1: uh, time. Well, I eat high fiber, old man. Butt plugging cereals. We, so yeah, yeah, so yeah then I it's, can't you know, once a day. That's <laughs> that's it. Dude, do you hear the wind? Yeah, it's it is uh, it's howling. it is when it is raining outside now. Uh, Saul Goodman, we were poor. Every once in a while, we took Lunchables. Oh, don't start with Lunchables yeah. on this show, Lee Jensen. You all couldn't handle my spin move. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see, Lee. Raider Mark says, "Good show, fellas. Fellers, wreck them. Pew
3: pew pew Fellers. pew pew pew." <clears throat>
1: Okay, Mapes. I'm gonna play post against Jamonti. I'll uh, I'll just make sure to take work off two days after you probably there should. There you go.
0: There you go. Hey, can we get Drew's comment in a couple down there? Um, yeah, Drew there Christensen.
1: Uh, you know what's better than any hot pocket? The uh, yes! <laughs> the Bacavo at Super Chicks, indeed. Let's go, baby. Uh, by the way, as a reminder, um, and I have been a I have been a terrible, terrible. Horrible person about this contest because we have so many people now how about my guy roger sales who went into big o tires and american fork today let me get this right <clears throat> let me tell you all the
0: time about big o they do more than just tires my dude got his his alignment done he
1: got an oil change done
0: Andy got his emissions and registration done because you can do all of that at Big O Tires. Big O Tires
1: It's not just about tires, friends. Big O Tires in American Fork, the official auto repair facility on the Monty Program. And also, your presenting sponsor of RSL and NYCFC. It's NYCFC. NYCFC. I'm calling it NYFC. It is what it is. Uh, June 10th, we're taking you to see RSL and NYFC in the Zag Club at America First Field. This ad club is amazing. Uh, it is going to be awesome. Uh, we have four spots left now. hmm Here's how you enter to win. You go into our good friends at uh, Big O Tires and American Fork, and you spend money with them. You get an oil change, get new tires, get a rotation, get a tune-up, you name it, you spend money with them, you're automatically in. Oh, you don't want to do that. You can go to Super Chicks in Ogden on Riverdale Road or in St. George, those two locations only, and you can buy yourself lunch or dinner. Send us a receipt, you're qualified to get in. Or, you can go to buckedup.com and make a purchase of any kind. Get the free samples in the description below. Bucked up the bars, bucked up the buckshot. All you have to do, in the description below. Get the free samples, shoot me a screenshot of it, you're registered, you're in. We only have four spots left. We're working on this t-shirt, our artist is exceptionally busy, but we are gonna have a one-off t-shirt for all 15 people who get in. You'll have your very own, it's gonna be amazing, the t-shirt, I'm so stoked about it. Um, You'll get a t-shirt, and on June 2nd, which is a week from Friday, because we're off this Friday and next Monday for Memorial Day weekend, a week from Friday, we are going to announce the four remaining spots. So if you have not gone to Super Chicks on Riverdale Road in Ogden or in St. George, if you have not gone to Bucked Up, BuckedUp.com and either bought something using the promo code MONTY to get 20% off, or gotten the free samples in the link below and shot us a screenshot, you should probably do that now. Mm -hmm. If you want to guarantee yourself entry and guarantee yourself a spot for RSL and NYFC on June 10th in America First Field in the Zag Club, where by the way, get all the free gourmet food and drink you want, alcohol excluded. You get a VIP entry, you get parking, you get an on-field experience before the game and you get to hang out with us, watch the game. You could easily go to Big O Tires in American Fork, ask for Ryan, tell him you heard about it on the Monty Show. Boom. Get new tires, get an oil change, get your fluids topped off. Register your car, get an emissions. Get a lift kit, put on your truck. All the things that we've done, get your tint done. They did all my tint. Get your car, get your Jeep aligned. They aligned my Jeep. Yep. I'm telling you guys, it's not rocket science. Do it one, do it all, because it is going to be a great time for NYFC and RSL on June 10th. Before we get out of here, let's welcome our newest member to the show, Derek Roche.
0: Let's go baby, we're on the show strong.
1: Let's go baby. Love it. I love it. Look at everybody like, uh, oh he did, Jet gave a membership. Did Jet, Jet, did you give a membership? Jet gave one membership that, er- that uh, went to Drew Christensen. Uh, Jack gave a number membership that was taken by Aaron Wilson Love it And then Derek Roche Welcome to the membership You guys are awesome If you have not, please hit the thumbs up Give us a like We are 38 short of 200 Would love to get to 200 on the show You guys are amazing You are absolutely amazing Thanks for being here man that's it that's all that's all I want to say is thanks for being here without you we could not do this show without you watching the show without you watching our shorts without you watching me and Jake be crappy golfers on the channel we couldn't do what we do we appreciate you very much thanks for being members thanks for watching the show until tomorrow say goodbye Jake goodbye Jake